Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the Great Northeast BJJ Podcast. Episode 13, back in the barn here, Jay, George, and I talk to Jeff Shaw. Jeff is the co-host of the Cage Side Concussion Cast on WHUP in North Carolina. Jeff's a hell of a guy. He's uh, he's funny, uh, obviously a professional, so you can hear uh, Jay and George be on point this time for about a good two minutes. Uh, and uh, thank you very much, everybody all over the world who's been listening to uh, to this uh, to this little podcast that we're doing. Uh, we're all pretty humbled by the uh, response we're getting. If you want to get in touch with us, greatnortheastbjj.com. Uh, that's the website. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or uh, just search on Great Northeast BJJ in your favorite podcast app. All right, here we go. In January. There, yeah, it's a cold day. There's one guy <laughs> who's in the ocean. There's one guy in North Carolina Shrinkage. whose nickname is The Hat. And his nickname is The Hat because uh, he was hitting on a lady one time and she was trying to she and she she was trying to like tell her story and he was like, Oh, you don't you don't want to get with me, I'm hung like a rat. But because of Portuguese, <laughs> his nickname becomes the hat because the R's are pronounced like H's. And to this day this guy is known as the hat. So maybe like that's maybe that's your new nickname, George. <laughs> the hat. <laughs> <laughs> so you are the only. Do you have experience with a dunk tank. You know, this is actually a super <laughs> what, sad did you story. Already talk about this? No, no, but I heard about this on a podcast I was listening to. I was doing my homework. Yeah, so this is brutal. So Betsy came up with this idea. We were having a podcast live event where we were going to have a bunch of jujitsu super fights, some carnival games. We were going to have like all manner of fun and shenanigans. And the thing I was most excited about was this dunk tank. And because we were going to do it on the Duncan on, in the dunk tank. Dunk. You don't get to pick your own nickname. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But so so we so we're filling out. <laughs> I'm a happy man. <laughs> so we we're filling this out right, and like they have this permitting process to to rent the Durham Central Park, and I'm thinking they're gonna flip out over the fact that we're gonna have unarmed combat in a cage. <laughs> But no, they're good with that. They're yeah. like, you got insurance, that's, that's fine. That's normal. And so I'm like checking off the boxes. They're like, okay, are you going to have food trucks? Yes, we are. Are you going to have games? Yes. What games are you going to have? And and they have like a whole, they have this whole section for, do you have a dunk tank? And I was like, what an odd question. <laughs> yes, we are planning to have a dunk tank. And I was like, it's probably a bad sign that you're asking me if, if we have a dunk tank. And so like two days before the event, I guess someone abused the privilege of a dunk tank and spilled the water all over uh. the green so they wouldn't let us have the dunk tank. The event was still awesome though. We, I'm dying to put the Riddler in a dunk tank. So that's the thing. For so charity. They're for pretty, charity, of course. They're pretty cheap. You can get them for like 200 bucks a day. And yeah. like, I think that's cheap at the price. Can we get it for two days? <laughs> How long can we make this last? Right. Um, we got to come up with a charity. Here's, here's, the, here's the thing, though. What do you right? guys want to fill up the uh, dunk tank with? Uh, I don't think it's appropriate to say on this podcast. I think Super Bowls. We'll, so we'll just right say right Hawaiian Punch for now. I didn't know there was an option until now, but um, I was just going to go with the standard. See, you see what happens? We want to do a dunk tank yeah. with, the, with the Riddler in it, 
and already he's sneaking in. He's like, I go. So weird. Let's, let's plan out what we're gonna what do. How are you? How, yeah. do you, how are we gonna control? Jay and I's thing. Dude. It yeah. doesn't matter what you guys are with. Thing. Nobody's gonna hit the damn thing anyway. So we can I'll fill go. it. So we can fill it with pee. You can fill it with whatever you want. Nothing's gonna work, man. If you're that confident, yeah. I have all the confidence in the world. I'm gonna invite the Boston Red Sox pitching staff. <laughs> I used to work for Kurt Schilling. I will invite Kurt Schilling, and he won't hit the damn thing, dude. Why? Why? Wait, well, who are you? is that a good reference, really? Do you think well, our he's listeners, a pretty good pitcher? Do you yeah. think, <laughs> so do you think our, our listeners in the great Northeast here want to hear about Kurt Schilling? They're like Kurt Schilling. Hey, is he like shout that out to all yeah, shout right. out to all our listeners in Rhode Island. Yeah, <laughs> the Rhode Island guys may not like it, but everybody you're else. Probably remember, up, you're probably he's kind of a hero to the Northeast. Yes. You're probably up sock. late Friday night updating your resume, looking for work. Yeah. Oh, it's eating boy. government it's a, cheese. It's a little, a little, little cold, Jay. <laughs> Here's the thing. This is me and Jay's thing. All right. So yeah, I'll don't stay try to weasel in, and you're just gonna be in the tank. Come on. And I'm be, gonna hit the thing. I've been. And you're did going you know? In. Did you know? I've, I've actually been doing my flies. I don't. So I'm gonna look good. To do no, it. it don't I matter. Really I'm gonna hit good. it. I'm, I'm gonna hit it probably with both hands. Amanda's you guys gonna see? hit it. I'm gonna hit it. But I have. We're all gonna hit it. I'm gonna hit it like the. Did fist you guys of an angry see the? God. Did you yeah. see? Nice. Yes. Did you see the addition to the barn over I did there? See that? You, yeah, nobody, the Olympic rings. Listening. I've been working with it, my bro. rings to look good. You've been doing some ring dips. Yeah, look at this. Shout out to Kyle Roqueford at the Fort CrossFit. I don't know Kyle, but I'm sure he would be better at doing the rings than I am. But I'm telling you, I'm working on the guns. Nice. Yeah. So I'm friends with this guy on Facebook who's. So in, anyway, uh, the, do you want to welcome everybody? No, I want to tell you about this <laughs> guy. Yeah, I just on right Facebook before first. We get there. There'll be plenty yeah, of time. Why for do welcomes. you come in every time and like just mess things up, right man? Here. You're out of your element, Riddler. You're out. So let me tell you about this guy first. He gives handstand. Like he's like with Cirque du Soleil. And I saw it because he's like, I give you free handstand lessons, blah blah blah. So I get these videos. This that guy is sounds amazing. Sounds like a weird invite. Yeah. Well, it's a weird thing, but. There was a video on my Facebook feed today, and he's like wearing, it's like the cod piece. Oh, that man. was it. But he was doing an amazing handstand. The visual I'm getting right now of the Riddler with cod piece. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I. So it, welcome <laughs> to episode 13. <laughs> We're back in the barn. Right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The Riddler's lair. We're at Critical Electric Sound, folks. Back again. Once again. As always, brought to you by Tortuga Soap Company. Made with little bits of turtle, so you know it's good. <laughs> and magic things, too. A lot of magic in that soap. 20% pixie dust. Yeah, a little pixie dust. Unicorn hair. Goat's milk. All those things. It's amazing soap. right? What amazing. you guys just described is amazing Tortugasoap.com. Etsy. I'm used to aloe vera and some other stuff, and maybe you can some buy it in the shops. Fat. And uh, where Harry Potter has to go buy the wand. <laughs> yeah, George and I were talking about this. We're gonna try and use the tortuga yeah. soap I have over there to wash yeah. off the shame of my being a guard pull. Yeah, dude. I'm not sure if the stench of guard pull can ever come off. Uh, me, God, we can. Try, we will. We're gonna try and get that off. So, do you mean competitively speaking? I do mean competitively speaking. So. Right? I, you know, I'm I'm kind of trying to cure myself of that, but in general, I'm a guard puller too. Like, why in a jujitsu competition? Why wouldn't you go to where you're most comfortable? Now, I don't know if you listened to the Chris Howder podcast mm-hmm. we had. It's he okay if you if pull guard, man. You had just have to do it with a sense of shame. <laughs> yeah, and I've, had, I've had my sense of shame surgically removed, though. <laughs> how, how, are we, how are we gonna deal with this? The soap 
this may or may not help work out you. Just fine. Yeah, may or may not help you with your shame. So I don't know if if the soap will wash the shame <laughs> off. So I have the I have this thing that I'm going to confess to you guys and only your listeners because this will eventually get me killed. Yeah, we got like three listeners, <laughs> man. So you're gonna be all right. Don't <laughs> so, worry. So I want you guys to know exactly why it is that I'm going to die someday. And so like all the hoist, so I trained under Hoist Gracie in North Carolina, and there's this whole anti-guard pulling set of it that's like sort oh, of yeah. it's yeah. come up, and it's like, and I see the logic in it, right? Like all all things considered, I would like to be on top too, but from a competitive jujitsu standpoint whatever so here's the thing i made this video and this video is going to get me killed and i haven't released it because <laughs> it's going to get me killed and we, we can release it for oh, you yeah. we can we yeah. can get this done tonight. right, right. we can we can make this happen we'll, we'll make this a, a tortuga soap exclusive <laughs> it's like jeff shaw died for your soap yes uh, but so, so we'll make soap out of your cremation parts so now maybe that, just now that's, the, maybe that's just a thought. Maybe just the lipids. Yeah, <laughs> that fucking weirdo. That too. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I went over the line. <laughs> I am water soluble. As a vegan, I am water soluble. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of water, here's some. So this here's the video that's going to get me killed. So far, there's two strikes against you on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, so what you, when you see the video, the strikes will be erased. I promise. So the thing is, people forget. You know, and, and Betsy, who's sitting over there, my expensive radio consultant and uh, and beloved girlfriend, uh, who knows way more about this than, than I ever will. So Betsy and I were watching. The, I was like, you need to watch the first UFCs because, like, you know, she's getting into the jujitsu, getting into the martial arts. You know, what better than the first four UFCs where Hoist Gracie performed super well, like sort of put jujitsu on the map for a lot of folks. So here's what people forget: Hoist pulled guard Whoa. in every fight, a lot. Right. Same yeah. submission every fight in the first UFC. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait Well, because he, he pulled guard and arm lock Jason DeLucia. He pulled guard and he arm lock... That's UFC 2. Yeah, but he pulled guard and arm lock Pat Smith. And, like, we, we watched all four. Completely and, like, true. Yeah, and, like, he didn't... And he pulled guard with Ken Shamrock. You know, then eventually... Then, then Rear Naked choked him. And so, so there's... He took down Gerard Gardot, though. He did, he did. Because you had to get, you know, kick the kickboxer. And, like, that's the thing. It's like, I just feel like, you, you know, my, my, my series... So I made this video that I'll show you guys. And, and Hoist used to pull guard in jiu-jitsu at competitions as well. Yep. And there's nothing it's wrong... It's not an astonishing takedown no, guy. No, right? And it's like... And there's nothing wrong with it. It's the thing. Because, like, my whole, my whole deal is, like, if you're a jiu-jitsu fighter and your objective is to get to the fight to the ground safely, yes, you'd always want to be on top. But if you can't get the fight to the ground safely on top and you're fighting Gerard Gordeau or Ken Shamrock or whatever and you don't want them to punch you or kick you and right. man, if you can drag them to the ground in your guard, you know, and at least you're getting there. Yeah. And and like and those guys don't want to be in your guard and w- with very good reason. So um so yeah, so all, so I so I made this video that's like that's just this 90 second video that's n- all the clips of Hoist pulling guard knitted and just has an an image that I made that just says Hoist pulled guard. So if it, when I release this eventually it's uh it's going to get me killed, and now, now I've I've told you guys on the podcast. Now so it's I, coming. I have to stay in Boston now. Right. I have to like seek asylum. Boys, by the way, this is Jeff Shaw <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. calling you out. He Boys trains at Triangle Jiu-Jitsu. The next Metamorphosis. Yeah, Jeff Shaw oh, versus Hoist Grace. That would be awesome. Yeah, right. Like uh, only if they can clone me, and so like the clone Jeff Shaw can take the fall for my sins. I think that two of you might. Way what Hoist weighs? <gasps> no, Hoist maybe height wise, maybe Hoist is actually lean. Hoist is actually he's, still like he's, one, a, he's a big dude. He's though, very right? tall, but he's still he's still only like one seventy five. I think that's he's unbelievable. Like, yeah, no, he's in great shape. Like he and you know he he's it's never doesn't crazy drink. diet, George. <laughs> crazy <laughs> diet, man. Great. It, I was in, I was it, at a seminar with him one time, and uh, he goes through all the you know self defense stuff, and it was really really cool. He does a lot of questions, and so. People ask, you know, they were generally pretty good. And then this one guy asked, like, 
so like he's looking for this super technical like what do you do when the guy stands up and like all this stuff and Hoist is just like I stand up I stand up the guy's looking at him and he's looking at him and he's like well what do you but but like what if he's like you know like I forget what it was but what is like a De La Eva hook and Mm -hmm. he's like I just stand up and back away like I was like, did nobody tell this guy whose seminar he was at? You know, like did he not know right. this is not the Mendez brothers seminar and right. Hoist? Yeah, and Hoist is really right. self defense focused, and so yeah. for a lot of things, that's the answer. And like, and you know, frankly, I think folks that play guard don't do that enough. You know, like stand up, get up. I have to hold on. Let's finish the sponsors. Let's yeah, talk oh, about I, who we're on the podcast with, and then we're going right back to this topic. The. Uh, Tortuga soap. You cannot. You cannot find a better soap for your money. I don't care who you are, or where you're looking. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Sorry, I got a little excited there. Very aggro. Also brought to you by Crash Kimonos. CrashKimonos.net. I'm calm now. Um, <laughs> I'm not positive. You got that look in your eye right now. Yeah, it's, it's getting serious. Kimono is designed in New Hampshire. Yeah, Abe dropped a, a pretty cool one. It was sort of gray, and uh, you yes. describe it. You very Hawa- Hawaiian motif. Um, Say what it's called. Big Woo, the Big Woo mofo. Um, it's a be- really, really it's a cool. Beautiful game. Yeah, it is really, beautiful and it's uh, it's definitely check it out. CrashKimonos.net. Yeah, he, he also has cool um, rash guards, yeah. t-shirts. What was, that, what was that thing that the, were they just was it Sean Durfee just posted one? Yeah, that shit looked gorgeous. Well, how come the, we uh, don't have? I that have shit? I have <laughs> the uh, original, the prototype of that rash guard. That very, rash, very cool. That rash guard is really cool. And those shorts with the big crash on it. Yeah. I wanna I wanna hope he does that. Anyway, yeah. Abe's killing it, man. Um yeah, really cool stuff. So check him out. Crashkimonos.net. Um Do you mind if I jump in for a sec? Yes. About sponsor wise here? Yes. So uh we're we're getting ready to drop our first set of uh apparel. Great Northeast BJJ podcast apparel here. So underwear. I was gonna ask. It's, it's is not, it like bikini briefs? Yes. Well, uh, that's up to you guys. Uh, right now, no. But uh, yeah, we're thinking about a rush guard and a t-shirt. We have some pretty interesting designs coming down. We'll end up putting that up on uh, our website and having you guys take a look at it ahead of time. See if we're thinking about the right thing. But just a little head up. That's a couple of weeks off. So anyway. Our last sponsor, Port City BJJ. PortCityBJJ.com. Um, the coolest place to train in the uh, Northeast, as far as we're concerned. It's a pretty great place to train, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I had a Thanks. great time tonight. Um, three black belts, three Gracie Baja black belts. Only place in New Hampshire you'll find that. And uh, world-class, yeah. Yeah, world-class. I mean, real serious instruction provided by uh, <laughs> this guy, Big Woo. No joking around. Serious as a guess. Serious as a heart attack. Um Vegan guard. Are you keeping evidence? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Vegan guard puller. Every picture I draw in here, he keeps. He keep, he I, I, I've been thinking about products for the podcast. I think a book of Jay's scribblings is probably a great product for 99 cents. Yeah. You know what I thought we would do? I thought I'd make a coloring book out of it. <clears throat> for Kids? adults. Yeah, no. For yeah, do you, you're not, do you ever, Are you on the internet ever? Adult coloring books are really hot right now, man. <clears throat> well... Look, I'm not even getting behind that. I'm just saying that your scribbles would make a very nice coloring book. Well, I, you can say that. You're but a you, hell of an artist, man. You only really need, you know, a couple colors. <laughs> you mean for your scribbles in particular? <laughs> You're right. You really do you know, only need a couple of colors. Multiple, you don't need like yeah. multiple uh, shades of tan. You know, kind of. Well, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, 
flesh tones? Is that what you mean? Well, I mean, if you're just going to call it out like that. Purple. I don't like to reveal my art in this fashion, but if this well, is the way we're going to be about it. Anyway, I think it would be a really nice thing. Maybe we can actually just give that one away for this free. This podcast PDF, is you know? not about you and your art, man. Thank you. What is this podcast about? Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. Don't ben say Dale. it. Don't say it. <laughs> Vegan guard puller. <laughs> meme, super, meme superstar. Purple belt. Cage side concussion podcast. Dirty white belt. Man, you followed me around, oh, dude. Yeah. I do. Listen, I, I you know what? Uh, dirty white belt. Uh, seriously, it's a blog, though, a right? A blog, yeah, yes. Right. Yeah, I read a couple of those. They were the man. Fantastic. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate that. The Riddler Jet. will be a little bit behind in this podcast. Yeah. Here, and and here's the Riddler's favorite part. The guy who competed against me and beat me at the New York Open last year. You mean Jeff and you I mean fought Jeff, at the New York Jeff Open? Jeff Shaw. Do you have and any? Jeff did, went did it, on. Did, it, did anybody you know have video of that? I don't think so, no. I don't, yeah. I've never seen Jeff. a cool video of it, I it, bet. It was Jeff, a great match. Uh, yeah, they let, have, let's was. not talk over each other. Yeah, go ahead. They have uh, some of Jeff's more challenging matches. <laughs> <laughs> like all of them. Uh, Pretty what, what I was, what I was going to ask is, Jeff, do you even... Do you even remember that match? Oh yeah, man! This is actually <laughs> one of the toughest matches I've had in a long time. <laughs> I have nightmares. Uh, you about are this match. you are totally bullshitting right now. <laughs> no, no, I mean sincerely, I remember everything that happened in this match. Was and it I re- an advantage? Did it come down to an advantage? No, two, two points, two nothing, two, right? two nothing. But uh, but um, but George had about sixty-five advantages. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> and it, I almost I'm, died of a heart attack <laughs> at the end of that match, <laughs> dude. I think we were both pretty gassed at yeah. the end. But like, so so what happened? And and it's funny that we were talking earlier about standing up from guard because George surprised surprised me and like so what happened was i pulled guard <laughs> because that's what i do <laughs> and uh which is fine nobody's yeah. judging here right. i judge you guys listening you're not judging either i judged him yeah and so George, i tried to smash that guard right no and like and it was i mean sincerely your passing was super awesome and it was a, su- a really fun match because like the thing is we like to do a lot of the same stuff and so he was trying to knee cut past me which is like my favorite pass you did that george and <laughs> i've been known he's been known and i was like shit this guy's passing my guard this can't happen Oh wait, he has three advantages already. That's kind of shitty. And so, so, so you know, for all the, for the, all the listeners that don't do jujitsu, actually, just for Betsy who's sitting over there, when you almost do something, you get an advantage, not points. And so George is really—I almost did a lot of things. He almost did a lot. <laughs> I did nothing. Can we well, say technically at this point that Betsy does do jujitsu? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, she's she's got the look of skepticism, but yeah, no, you you've got you're in no stripe white belt, but you do jujitsu. So anyway, so I pull guard. George almost passes my guard like 16 times. I managed to get a sweep that wasn't actually too far off. It was like a that was like deep half, right? Yeah, it was a variation oh, on the deep really? half sweep. It's like actually actually it's a sweep Dave Camarillo taught me that he calls the power seven sweep. Cool. And and what's here's what's funny is like so so I sweep and I get on top and I'm like sweet, let's pass the guard. Because I assume George is going to want to play guard. And George nope. is like, I don't want to play no damn guard. <laughs> no, <he> so, George, <laughs> so George It's like, like you could hear what I was thinking. <laughs> well, like, I, was, I, mean, I thought I'd have like a minute to rest. Because nope. you know, usually after you sweep, it's like, all right, I'm going to say, where the fuck did he go? No, and, he's like one of those uh, annoying little cats that just will not fucking <laughs> sit still. Uh, no, right. and so he, so, he kicks, so, so he kicks off my hip and stands up in base. And I'm like, shit, I should try and take this guy down. Because I did all this work to sweep and I'm lazy and I want to stay on top. So I shoot and we go out of bounds. Yeah. And then he restarted us on the feet. Um, and so I pulled guard again because I'm like, fuck, I'm not trying to, <laughs> not trying to take this cat down. And then George almost passed my guard like 66 or 67 more times. And I turtled like 66 <laughs> or 67 more times. And I was tired as hell. 
and eventually, I got back to guard. I grabbed George's pants and stalled because I was exhausted. <laughs> and uh, oh man, Tyler's over in the co- Tyler was my corner guy. Tyler's screaming at me, fifteen seconds, and I'm just like hammering, hammering the knee slice over and over again. There was one moment in that, like where I could, I thought I had your back, but I like thought about it and like. That was the one moment I could have put my hook in, and I didn't. And now I swear to God, since then I've, you know, I've the worked inside on, hook. Yeah, I get hooks so fast. I try to anyway, you know. Because we talk of that. about we talk I work about more the third hook. Yeah, man, you know, sometimes you got to uh, implement that. Technique. You come to the right place, homie. <laughs> exactly what I was laughing. At. Yeah. So we, it's funny. We talk <laughs> like about that all the time because you're you're especially in, in competition. Your instinct is to throw the hook over the back and try to get that far side hook. And we, but we all know we're you supposed to slide that nice, if that yeah. close side hook is the way to get yeah. the back. Yeah. But um, so yeah, so like he, um, so uh, I mean seriously, almost like there were like four times where he almost passed my guard, and I was like, shit, I don't want. It's a this. hard guard to pass, you know. That was a tough guard to pass. I, I kind of folded myself in half like Gumby a few times. It's all the yoga, and uh, and yeah, and then uh, but it was it was seriously it was a super fun match. It was super tough, and and George beat me up tonight. So <laughs> so he got some vengeance. It's like me versus me. <laughs> it's it's super weird how how much alike we we roll. Yeah, I was gonna say that after we rolled early on. Um, you have similar games, you know what I mean? And it felt a lot kind of like rolling with George. Um, and but that that concept of being down two and having the availability of three and times coming short that's like what oh, jujitsu competitions are all about, yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, I can, I'm either gonna win or I, like I'm in the guard and there's 60 seconds left. This is not going to the judges, like I'm either win, I'm either gonna get three or I'm gonna lose two nothing, mm-hmm. and that's the way it's gonna be, yeah. And both guys know. And both guys know that that the game is in the past at that point. Like jujitsu has shrunk, and now we're in this microcosm of jujitsu where it's like you pass, you win. Mm-hmm. I prevent it, I win. No matter how many advantages you get, and it's I um, I I've been in that spot. Oh man, as they were, so I you know they say you win or you learn, and da, da, da. so I, there was a lot that's, of things. That's I some bullshit. That yeah, thing, you, know what I mean? <laughs> you can, but that's not the whole of it, right? That was yeah. so. That was like number. I mean, that was so. That was the first uh, IBJJF tournament I ever did, oh, and wow. I, and I hadn't competed in a while before that. So it was like so. The first thing that was really cool and that I learned, and it kind of it was like it was very freeing for me, um, was when you see this guy before the match. He's like smiling at you and shaking your hand and hugging you. And I'm like, fuck is this guy doing? You know what I mean? Is he playing games with me? But that's sort of my style too, you know? Like I'm not I'm not chill. Yeah, I'm not intense. I'm chill. And so that was like very freeing to me since then, because I've competed a lot since then. Before the match, I see the dudes I'm gonna compete. This is the this is the old man division, you know, and I'm like, Hey, what's up, dude? How you doing? you know, and I'm smiling. I'm <laughs> oh, not all uh, of a sudden you start talking like this. <laughs> hey, how you doing? What's I'm going on? Kind of feeling a little sore today, so go easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take it easy on the old. Yeah, yeah, but no. so that was like that was really awesome, man. And I give you credit for that because a lot of people aren't like that. And and it has allowed me to be the way I am, which is not super intense. Like I'm gonna come and try to pass your guard. You know, and crush you, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna smile at you too. This is exactly, after. Oh, man, this is exactly how I think jujitsu should be because, like, I get mean mugged by people a lot, and it's just yeah. so silly. I try to wave at them as effeminately as I possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a you, little salute. Like, yeah, right, hey, hey, hey. Exactly. You have a post, you have a blog post on this, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. And like, some guys really need to, you know, because we all have, 
your competition mentality is, I think, different for f- some folks. Some folks really need to get upset or to get like fired up, offended almost. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, who is this guy on my mats trying to? And right. like, I've never identified with that. I'm like, this dude is trying to do exactly what I'm going to do, and it's like, and we're going to roll hard, right? I'm going to try to pass your guard. I'm going to try to smash you. I'm going to try to to submit you. But afterward, it's like, it's like, how do I get mad at this guy for doing exactly what I'm trying to do? Right. You right. Know? Look at the cool stuff that can come about because of it if you're cool. You like know? this. Like this right here. Like this happening right that, here. From that very thing. Um, but so the other thing was, and you know, this was like the definitive moment for something for me was uh, at, at one, you know, I was very tired. That was that was like an exhausting match. It really you know? was. That's, I would love to watch it if somebody ever had it. But uh, I was exhausted, and Tyler's yelling at me, and I'm for, he's like, you know, forty five seconds or something, and I knew I was down, and I was like, in my mind, I was like, you, you're like you just said, I was like, I'm either gonna, you know, win this match right now, or I'm gonna die trying. And I really tried. Like I, I went to the buzzer knee slicing and this guy wouldn't let me pass but it was like man i was like i'm just almost there i'm almost there (laughs) and when that match was over i was like i had there was zero left there was nothing i was like laying on the mat done we're up there getting medals or whatever and he's got his i was like i'll hold your sign dude i'm (laughs) holding the sign up on the thing i mean i was done it was like the greatest feeling though like i mean i did i did not feel bad about i mean i wanted to win but I knew, you know, there was nothing. I I gave him everything I had. There was nothing else. Right. There was and nothing else. Th- there's nothing else you can do or nothing else that you need to do. And so when I think of what how I feel before I walk out there, the goal is to put myself in a state to make sure that, and it's not easy. Like, you, you know, Jeff, like you've competed in the biggest tournaments in the world. There is an environment there that's difficult to step out into and, and compete at your best. I mm-hmm. mean, you, there's some mental preparation. You're either calming yourself or work, whatever works for you, working yourself up. You know what I mean? For me, it's putting myself in a spot to be reactive. Some place where I, where, when the guy says go, I'm not like behind in the game already. Like my, my, my nature is to start a little bit slow and then like kind of get into the role and see what happens. Like I need to walk out there being ready. So if this guy comes out with it like a like a blast double, I'm ready for it. So I don't mean mug, but I'm definitely not smiling. Like I do my own thing, and it's kind of weird. So well, like, I, you're kind of I mean, weird, I, I read, dude. Yeah, I read your I read your blog post, and you kind of pointed that. I mean, if that's if that's what someone wants to do, it's cool. It's just you kind of put in your own way of. Not, I'm not. That's, that's, you were saying even those guys who are completely going for it. I mean, that's what they do. It's just you chose not to deal with it. Yeah, way. it's not my personality. I think a lot of times, like your jujitsu reflects your personality, yeah. right? Where it's yeah. like I can't mean mug somebody. It's just not who I am. And like I have this story from when I competed at the Worlds last, which was 2014, and it's amazing. It's you know a be- awesome experience. Twelve mats going, and I was a blue belt at the time. And there's so many damn blue belts, so I got to be the first match, and so. You know, so all my friends are watching on live stream and it's like the mats are empty and they got all the refs in their suits and it's a kind of, in, you know, it can be an intimidating environment. And I was lucky because I'd competed at the Worlds a couple of times before, so it didn't, it didn't get to me. And this was after like 10 weeks of cutting weight. So I'm walking around at like 136 Ooh, and I'm just like, yeah, no. And I was like, I was so ready to just compete because I'd put in the hard work and done the dieting and I'm like, now it's time to have fun. And so all the, my friends from North Carolina are there like a bunch of them are competing too. And Jason Colbreth, 
who is a black belt and a mean, mean, mean old man from, <laughs> from, from North Carolina is like, he sees me smiling. He sees me waving at people and he's like, Jeff, Jeff, put your game face on. Jeff, put your game face on. And I'm like, this is my game face. And he says, like, disgusted, but also a little amused. I guess you got to be who you are. (laughs) (laughs) And it was clear he didn't think that was the best thing. But he's like, all right, you got to be who you are. I think there's a place for Mike Tyson. I mean, there's a place for that person. And one of the places is world champion, right? But, But that's not, that doesn't necessarily, to me, define the point of martial arts. It may define the point of becoming, you know, world champion or not. But I think I would hate to think that the only reason why I'm welcome in the club would be because I'm trying to beat the shit out of everybody in front of me. And I know that in our case, in our club, of course, that's not the case. You know, I mean, we're we, welcoming it. The idea is to if bring If that's everybody. the attitude, you're going to have a bad time. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> and only a couple of people in the club are going to have a good time, right? And, and, and so I think, I mean, we talk about it a lot on this podcast, but that kind of feel of, of you know, why are we here? What are we actually trying to accomplish here? Uh, it's interesting to hear it from the point of view of someone who is competing on the world level but at the same time not coming in going, I'm about to just freaking pull your eyes out. Well, I, I think that I think that different people get into their zone in different ways and, and it's really not it's not a judgment of how they compete or how they feel about the community or where they are in the tournament. You know what I mean? It's not about that. It's how they get themselves in a position to do their best. Like we, we talk about it all the time. Jared Weiner. Intense. He is super intense. He's like, I think he hates everybody in here. <laughs> Took me a while to be comfortable with uh, you know what I mean? with the intensity. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, well, yeah, but jo- he's... you may not know George, uh, George. You actually warned him up on his last. Yeah, uh, last, last, so yeah. he was like, so yeah, we talked about. That was Boston, yeah, right? right? So, but and right. his matches were late, 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 and he, I'm, you know, I try to stay away from him before he competes because he's intense. And uh, he's like, I want to practice my neon belt. Well, no, nah, man, he's <laughs> he's just pacing, pacing, and pacing. And I was like, talk oh, about a mean oh, mug. Oh man, yeah, it's not a mean but mug. But then that's his zone. That's it. Yeah, that's what he does, man. That's how he does it. But what a, you know? But Gianni, like, you take Gianni as an as an example. Gianni, like, a lot of the times he's real relaxed. He's talked about it with us. Uh, he's you know very calm. Um, but it, it, in your case, Jeff, I. There is, I feel like there's some reflection of how you feel about what it is you're doing. And the like, because I think this, you just said it, it's the gathering of the community in jujitsu. It's like these are get to, these are family get togethers. And I really feel like you feel that way even when you're competing. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, like, you know, this is a niche thing that we do. It's a weird thing. We get around in our pajamas and we grapple with each other, and 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 we love it. And you get, you know, and, and you, you know, you and I were talking before the podcast. You you mentioned that, you know, you hate it when people quit after like six months because it's like, man, you're so close to this life changing experience that's going to bring you into this community where you will quickly become obsessed. And and like, I feel a kinship with everybody who does jujitsu, and 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 like. You know, I respect everybody who steps on the mats. And, you know, I, so I'm with what George said earlier, where it's like, yeah, man, I'm going to try my best to beat you. I'm going to try my best to pass your guard. But it's like, I, I love the fact that we have this community where you can try your best to really kick each other's ass and then go, 
get beer and wine after, talk on a podcast, you know. Eat uh, some acai. Eat some acai. Speaking of which, you have a podcast. So what are some of the, uh, some, tell us about some of the, your uh, your standout guests. I don't mean necessarily, I mean, obviously they could be famous, but I mean the, the ones that can, really mean a lot to you. Can I mm-hmm. st- to step that back? Sure. So what, um, kind of what was your idea when you started pot? Why did you want to do it? Why would you do it? Yeah, why? Why, do why God? Why? So it's fu- it's funny because uh, so a lady I went to school with and her friends were starting a community radio station in in Hillsboro, North Carolina, and me and my friend Trevor, who is a, a Muay Thai guy, who does a little bit of jujitsu but mostly Muay Thai, we'd always talked about starting a podcast. Uh, especially because you know Cage Side MMA, Cage Side Fight Company uh, is in is based out of Durham, North Carolina, and we wanted to sort of you know bring that experience that your to thing? a larger stage. No, it's my friend James Boomer, yeah. Boomer Hogaboom. They they I, I do work for them and Toro BJJ, but but you know they do a great uh, you know a bunch of awesome stuff for the community, and they're just great stories. There's great stories everywhere in Jiu-Jitsu, so I'm really glad you guys are doing this podcast. And like everywhere in the community, there's interesting people that are doing pretty fun stuff, and so. Thankfully, with this, so this radio station happened, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna let you do it live, and it will automatically do an audio capture." Well, so you didn't have to, to deal internet. with it. It right? didn't have to deal with it at all. And and like gradually, after I got hooked on podcasting, then I got the equipment, was able to do it remotely, and such like that. But like we we record live every um, every Sunday at ten a.m. in uh, in Hillsborough, North Carolina, at this radio station. It just automatically becomes a podcast. This do you one, have a producer there or do you just kind of go in and do it yourself or how we, does it work? We kind of go in and do it ourselves. Betsy is my expensive radio consultant. She's effectively the the executive producer. Riddler of the show. so wants to produce your thing. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> well, like this is the thing I, like, I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why do, yeah, no, we 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 have a very lucrative salary. Uh, we, we pay in acai and beer. That's all. Right. Whoa, that whoa. whoa. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready to, hey, I'm ready to jump ship. Let's right? I'm with you. Right? And I'm with you. I mean, I like these guys, but I I love Acai. Yeah. No, their, what, their podcast doesn't need a producer. I was just asking you how nobody mean like how it actually worked in the first place. So so at first we just did the live show because that was easy and we were stupid. And uh, then it's like okay, well Jeff's on Je- Jeff has to be out of town, you know, maybe Trevor is having, you know, a, a Muay Thai seminar that we want to record. Right. So we invested in some recording equipment so we could do it remotely. And this is what led to my 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 favorite podcast guest of all time, sorry all local folks, where I was sitting at the Worlds and Hicks and Gracie mm-hmm. sat down next to me i know it's and this is the kind of thing you know you talked about the special community that jiu-jitsu is this kind of shit happens in jiu-jitsu right like if you're a pickup basketball player or somebody that played basketball in high school you're not watching high school basketball and lebron james comes and sits down next to you or michael jordan or whoever for the for the people who are just catching you know who are are deep in jiu-jitsu hickson is is a a true legend of jiu-jitsu was there from the beginning i don't i can't even describe the situation but it would be the equivalent of a michael jordan type or every single person listening to the podcast who hasn't seen Hicks and Gracie choke should pause the podcast come right. back and listen to it later but yeah there's a documentary go and watch Hicks and Gracie it's right choke. up on YouTube you can see it it's called choke yeah. and it features Hickson which is spelled R-I-C-K-S-O-N yeah. this is the. Uh, we don't have a lot of listeners probably that are not it's a jujitsu based podcast but Hickson in my opinion is the Wayne Gretzky, the Mike Tyson? He is not the only Tom the Brady, great, right? Tom Brady. Tom right? Brady. Yeah, it's a good one. That's a good one. The Bill Belichick. Are these, but, are these guys? It's, are these guys jujitsu guys? Right. It's like uh, I don't know about the sports ball. Jeff, I'm trying to like you right now. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, don't try too hard. Don't, the Pele. Don't you, don't you take Tom Brady? Anymore. Yeah, seriously, uh, man. I mean, but geez. but he had but Hickson has like this mix of like Gandhi in there. 
where he's really broken this thing down and understands it at a spiritual level that I think no matter, like cross sports, this is unique. He is unique. Like Wayne Gretzky walks into a room, I'm like, this room got wimpier. What's going on? You know what I mean? Got more Canadian. Got, got more Canadian. Got real Canadian yeah. in here. You know what I mean? Look, Wayne Gretzky is the, the greatest hockey He's player. The man. He owns yeah. all the records. All of them. Mm-hmm. All of them. I, gotta, I was, I mean, Terry O'Reilly was not better than Wayne Gretzky, but Terry O'Reilly, you remember him? I do, of he was, course. He was a man. Mm-hmm. He's a Boston guy. He was, he was, he was oh, my hero. Man, he was a killer. He was. He was a He's killer. A savage. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gordie Howe died this Sorry. year. That's yeah. too bad. Yeah. Yep. Uh, do you guys know what the Gordie Howe hat trick is? No. It's know. not three goals? No. It's oh, a boy. goal and assist and get thrown out of the game for Friday. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I have heard that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So do people ever get a goal and an assist and then like, I'm going for the hat trick? Yeah, I'm, I'm going for the Gordy hat up. trick. Uh, I'll tell you, I, you know, I grew up a, a Hartford Whalers season ticket holder. You know what I mean? And, and Gordy Howe came to the Whalers kind of in the late, um, you know, seasons of his of his career, but he was an icon. We are talking oh, about legend. like like he's a legend. Yeah, yeah. You can you can you can figure out the scoring as you like. You know what I mean. But we're talking about a guy in the old time of hockey, scoring like on the level of Wayne Gretzky, but no bullshit. Hmm. Like not afraid to go in the corners, dig out the puck. Not afraid to knock your teeth out and score a hat trick. Like this is the way that, in my opinion, hockey should be. You look at the Sidney Crosby's of the world. That's not what hockey's about. Like, that's not... We don't deal with an NFL-type situation in the NHL. Like, in the NFL, there's reasons we make more rules so that people don't get, you know, post-concussion. They don't end up with brain problems. They don't get end up dying early or having some serious defects that lead them to make some bad decisions. Hockey's not really like that. You know what I mean? Unless you're pushing people headfirst in the board, people get hurt, of course. Yeah. But it's not like that. So to take away the integrity of the way that hockey works... And make rules against it so that people like Sidney Crosby can rule the league and go home and put a maxi pad in and and watch Reading <laughs> Rainbow. <laughs> like I just don't I, like I you know I, I Reading Rainbow is awesome to be yeah. to be real. Lavar, Lavar, come so on, that's data. I, no, that's not data. No, he's I actually Jordy LaForge. I, 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 I actually left the. Uh, the room for a second uh, to solve something and came back. You were talking about Hickson before, though, right? Yeah, oh, he went in. But let's talk. About, can we talk about me for a second? Did you know that I played the greatest in a, hockey uh, players of a, all time in a softball game against the uh, Celebrity Bruins once? Really? Oh yeah. yeah. Like what era? Uh, man, Gordy Kluzak was playing for them. Who was uh, he? Was uh, he was Riddick Middleton? How old were you? I was probably twenty <laughs> something, twenty ish. What position did you play? I mean, we rotated. I had to pitch at the end. It was horrible, man. I'm not a softball pitcher. Um, Kenny the Rat Linsman. Oh. Kenny the Rat Linsman. So, so you, you played softball against the hockey players. Yeah. Yeah. How were they? So anyway, so, so we were. Yeah, so yeah, that's what it, was a, it was a reunion. <laughs> so, so Hickson. So oh, Hickson. Yeah, Hickson. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so, whatever. And Hickson. we can talk about hockey later. One of my friends worked for the Wild for 20 years when Go I was ahead. in Minnesota. I'm, I'm just causing but, trouble. You no, can talk right. about we, hockey. I mean, I think we want. could all talk about Hickson all night. Uh, but, you know, the thing is, we, we talked about this a little bit offline. The thing about Hickson, and I've gotten the privilege to train with him a couple of times in addition to, to interviewing him, and, like, we were talking about this. There's there's just something special about the guy. Like, I think if Hickson, you know, clearly his life is jiu-jitsu, and as you say, he understands it on a spiritual level, really understands, like, all the aspects of jiu-jitsu. 
he's a complete martial artist. Mm-hmm. But but the thing is, I think if Hickson had chosen to be an accountant, or if Hickson had chosen to be a hockey player, or if Hickson uh, had chosen to just surf full time, like I think he would still there would still be something special about that dude. And like you know he and and you know and Hickson does. You know everything he does. Th- there's just such elegance and art to it. Like when he's pra- when you see him practicing yoga, it's like, yeah, you understand that, and you you get it, and you understand exactly how it fits into your life and the vibe that you're trying to create. And and he's so like, and what I love about him too is like, I mean, I you know, so everybody has to respect Hickson, but there are two things that I haven't mentioned that I want to really say is awesome about Hickson. It's that you never see Hickson beef with anybody in public. He has opinions, and he has well thought out reasons for his opinions. But if he's and he'll he'll politely disagree with folks and put out his perspective. But he's never going to like. And then you change when he disagrees with. Yeah, right. Exactly. When he disagrees with you, you change. When you when you decide to disagree with Hickson, he closes the shades and locks the door. Oh man, <laughs> it's it's just funny. Like I I I, I get the, it's 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 strange because you know I know you're making a joke, George, but like here's what's what's weird is like when you listen to Hickson talk, you know, and and a lot of these questions that I asked him were questions that either I had opinions on or that I was just like I would like to hear what the greatest of all time has to say about this particular aspect. You find yourself nodding along with him. Oh yeah, you just right. do, and you're just like, man, yeah, I've never heard it explained that way. Like whether he's teaching you a technique or whether he's like, this is the role of self defense in jujitsu, and you're like, yes. Well, you yeah. were in like a funny situation when you recorded him with him, right? You were at like a yes, were you at a competition. At the worlds, or? Yeah, I was at the worlds this year, and I was sitting in the second row watching some of the, and it was like the the quarterfinals, mm-hmm. and we were watching all these awesome matches, and I think I was watching Edwin Najmi. Oh, down to two mats, right? Yeah, right yeah. down to two mats, and it's like awesome jujitsu. And Edward Najmi was killing everybody until he ran into Lucas Lepre, who was amazing. But like this was before that happened, and just great jujitsu, right? And so me and my instructor Seth, uh, my my teammate Shayla too, who got a bronze medal, my teammate Kim Rice, who got a silver medal, we're all sitting there just watching. And there's an empty seat right next to me in the second row, and this guy comes and sits next to me, and I look over, and it's Hicks and Gracie, and I turn over, and everyone. Every one of my teammates has uh, the face like Edvard Munch's The Scream. They're all like, do you know who that is? Oh, right. oh you mean the Home Alone face. Yeah, right, right totally, okay. which is also very good back choke defense, right? The Home Alone. <laughs> right. um, you know, you put, you put your hands up there. They can't get at your arteries. And, and so, sincerely, I vapor locked for like, and you know, and I, I like people. I like talking to people. I'm not a person that gets starstruck super easily, but they're like, you got to interview him for the podcast. Did you have your equipment? I did. I, I was carrying my gear around because the idea for the podcast was, I'll just interview all the local people, you know, so I'll just have my gear. And so like, oh, hey, you just competed. How did that feel? Oh, hey, how did your match go? And of course, you know, you can also interview the best in the world, too, where it's like, oh, hey, it's Michelle Nicolini. Oh, hey, it's Buchacha. Hey, what's up? And so you, so you yeah. actually had your gear. You mean literally with you literally at that time. You're looking time. down. Yeah, you had to do this. Yeah, so I had. But you right. got to get your mind right before you, you talk to the man. Exactly. Because yeah. you don't want to be like, know? you don't want to be like. Hickson, um, you're do you remember? Great. Do you remember that you're one time? So good, yeah, that was so cool. Can you do you talk? know who you are? Uh-huh. That was awesome. <laughs> um, is it weird that you're, you know, here now? <laughs> so, so this is true. Like so, so I look over and like all my team knows what a jujitsu nerd I am, and they know that like because they've seen me geek out over like. Why don't you call yourself Rickson? Yeah. <laughs> That, yeah, I was definitely going to, that was going to be the last question I asked him. 
but like all my, my teammates have seen me like nerd out over, oh, dude, that's Adolfo Vieira. Oh, sweet. You know, I wish he was competing this year. Let me try and interview him. Oh, dude, that's Bernardo Faria. We talked about the deep half guard. Oh, this guy's awesome. And so this is the guy, right? And so they're like, why aren't you going to interview him? And I'm like, my mind is blank. I can't think of anything to ask him. And I'm not just going to walk up to Hickson and be like, could you talk about jujitsu? Because I like jujitsu and I hear that you like jujitsu. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'll go over and talk to him after I think of three intelligent questions. And if I can't get to three, I'm not going to waste the man's time. Right, uh, <laughs> yeah, and you don't need to. Re- I mean, it, this this interview is available on your yeah, you website, can, right? Yeah, you can check it out on our SoundCloud page or at whoopfmwhup.org. What's your SoundCloud page? It's Cage Side Concussion Cast on SoundCloud. Great. I'm sorry to interrupt. Don't this was, you're letting me uh, pimp my stuff. So this thank was you. the uh, the world's podcast. This is Hicks and Gracie interview on it. Uh, Really, the whole thing is really good. Like, there's a lot of great. It's really, yeah, yeah. The interviews are great and really captures the. Like, you can hear the guy's voice in the background that's announcing the match. I love that guy's voice. Like, it's (laughs) so great. It kind of pumps me up. I was listening to it on the like. Uh, was maybe. Last Thursday, from Gracie Baja. Yeah, I get all fired up when I hear that. Yeah, he's, he's he's great. Yeah, no, that guy's got an awesome voice, and thanks. You guys are uh, you guys are far too nice to me, but yeah, you can check it out. Like it's on it's on our SoundCloud page, Cage Side Concussion Cast, and uh, we also have it on the radio station is WHUPFM, so it's the WHUPFM dot org. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, good. Yeah, time. I listened to uh, th- you had a good interview with uh, Michelle Nicolini too. I heard that, that was too. Really cool. Oh, yeah, she's she is one of the nicest people in jujitsu that I've ever met, and so so good, and so it's shocking that as much as she's won, that she's underrated. This is this is my favorite thing. I don't about see it. how that's possible. Right? I know, right? It's unbelievable. It's like like Jake Whitfield, who I also have interviewed a couple times on the podcast. Jake, uh, Jake. Um, he sent me a message that was like, do you know how you know there's sexism in jujitsu? I was like, how, Jake? He's like, because all of the podcasts that are not Michelle Nicolini don't get as many or get more listens than Michelle Nicolini. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no, I mean, and it was so right. good. Like, it was a really good one. I, I mean, I, she she's great. She's, she's so great. Ra- she's so rad. And like the techniques were amazing. And here's the, the sort of funny part about it um, is well, yeah, the, Michelle, the, I mean, yeah. You know. Well, so it's like, here's the, 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 so the coolest thing about it, and this doesn't come through in the podcast, is so I took a private with her, which, by the way, if you ever have a chance to take a private with Michelle Nicolini, just do it. Don't, like, it's, it's unbelievable. The best value private I've ever had. And so, he, so I had this, uh, this super fight coming up, was, which I hate the term super fight, but it was like a gi match that was like, hey, Jeff's going to go up against this other guy. And so I'm like, and this guy was a Barambolo guy, and I'm kind of a Barambolo guy too. And so Michelle's like, well, do you want to go over anything in particular? I was like, well, I got this big match against this guy, and I would like to know how you defend show me a bunch of ways to defend the barambolo pretty standard and so here's the thing this is like one of the greatest of all time certainly one of like the top three women ever and you know an elite elite hall of fame competitor and 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 so she's like hey you know i'm friending you on facebook like let me know how the match goes yeah you know and and i'm just like i'm a random purple belt from someplace that you've never been to it's the first time you've been to south carolina and you're and she's legitimately interested and wanted me to follow up and be like yeah this is how the technique worked and that's just how she is she's like just this incredibly down-to-earth nice person who just happens to be a total badass (laughs) right you know what's funny about that is that when and and i don't even know whether you won or you lost but um at did you win all i do is win <laughs> boom, no all boom the time. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of a question was that so you're talking to jeff no. 
Well, my my story is about me losing. So. <laughs> Actually, to be to be honest, this one I got sick and could not compete. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got like I got like the the norovirus two days before the, the match. It was oh, terrible. Sorry. Um, it's all right. It's an easy way to cut weight, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Actually, I think vomiting on someone is a good solution to the barambolo. Yeah, yeah. right. It's a it's a the as they get underneath. You're you just saying like, Michelle blank. Nicolini gave you the norovirus? <laughs> <laughs> You heard it here first. That's right. Great Northeast BJJ Breaking news. If Michelle Nicolini gives you something, you have to take it. Like whether it's an arm bar, the norovirus. No. I'm not going to say anything. (laughs) Just you don't have to say it. I'm I'm not going to say anything. He's got a filter. So, uh, so your story, yeah. So I, so Since we've does Jay have a filter. Well, he doesn't really, but he's looking at. Uh, he's this was a good personal time. Growth. This was a good time for a filter. That was actually right? kind of proof, right uh, there. Proof. So we've gotten to know Chris Howder, you know, over the last couple of years. He's been out to the academy, you know, and we've gone to see him, and so we saw him at Hickson seminar and stuff like that. So, um. We've done a podcast with him as well. If yeah, we've, we've also pod- up. Yeah, he, yeah, he's, yeah, that was one of that was yeah. a real legendary podcast. And for yeah. you guys that don't know, uh, Chris Howder was you know what we call one of the dirty dozen, which is the first twelve Americans to get a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. One Amazing. of the coolest guys you'll ever hang out with. One of the coolest yeah. guys, like true, grew up in L.A. on the street, skateboard and stuff like that, and also got to learn from some of the greatest Jiu Jitsu guys of all time. Hick, you know, Hickson, Higgin, uh, Horian, you know what I mean. You name it. And he was in their garage training when they first came to the U.S. Anyway, so um, we went to Combat Base, you know, which is this really cool, uh, acad- call it an academy if you want, but he's got a, a training set up in his backyard in a garage. And guy, people come from far and wide to come and train with him. There's, you know, basically the history of his life is is nailed to the walls in that place. It's really cool. And um, we trained and kind of hung out. And he, like, I didn't see him the next day when I went to go compete. And I, I was really upset. I don't, I'm not a good loser. Like, I am pretty much as sore as they get. You know what I mean? I got to go spend some time by myself before I'm ready to talk to people. And I was, I went back to the locker room and I had my head in my hands. And in comes Chris Howder. He puts his hand on my back. He's like, hey, man, everybody loses. Don't worry about it. It has nothing to do with how good at jujitsu you are. Like, do your thing. Like, relax. I'll let you be. But that was a great fight. And then I was like, All right. it's not so bad. <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> and there's acai the upstairs. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? But that, that, you're right. That's something that doesn't happen in street basketball. You know what I mean? LeBron James or Michael Jordan is not going to, it's not going to be like, man, your crossover is sick. Like, don't worry about it. You lost that one-on-one game, but you'll yeah. come back. You know right. what I mean? In this sport, that can happen. You can have that one-on-one interaction, and it's not. It doesn't have to be a fanboy moment. Right. We oh, all do regular, and we all love it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, why- there's yeah, there's like two different levels there. There's you know, I, I I'm way I'm very new to the the culture of jujitsu. Obviously, you guys have been steeped in it for forever. So you'll talk with you know amazing tones about people who I barely know. Um, but I can see it's really defined, like on one level, this is a legend, this is someone I've been you know, watching for 20 years, and da-da-da-da-da. But on the other level, and then we got to roll, you know, and then we got to do this thing, and da-da-da. And so I think there really are two different things. There's the cultural existence of these kind of people like Howard, but then they're also the human people. Mm-hmm. But 
And that's the same with LeBron James. But the difference is, I keep coming back to it on this podcast over and over again. If you roll with someone, you get to know them pretty well, pretty fast. Like, I don't know you that well, Jeff, but we, we had a role, and I got to know a lot of things about your personality in a very short period of time. You know, you're, the, that was a great role. It was, it yeah, was, I had a blast, it was man. fun. It was, you know, light, but at the same time, there were all these cool things going on. You know, you just get, and, and so, you know, Jay, you rolled with Chris Howder. You guys, you know, actually fought for a little while. It's killer. And that means you're just going to know the dude real well. I mean, I'm just, I'm not declaring it. So I'm kind of throwing it out. What do you think? I mean, is that no, totally sound I, right? I, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of the same idea. When you get to roll with someone for a little while, it's that replaces hours and hours of conversation. Now, I might not know your middle name. I might not know where you grew up, but I know you now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 10 minutes, 15 minutes of hard rolling. Like We know each other on a certain level. We know things about each other walking away from that role. Yeah, you can find out about honor and honesty and, and you know... Your your opinion of other humans, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. all that kind of your attitude, your purpose, a lot of that stuff comes forward. Yeah, Which, Jeff, Jeff grabbed my ass a couple times. Yeah. I gotta say, well, well, is that not, why you thought well, he rolled like me? Is that <laughs> why you thought we had the same style? <laughs> yeah, but actually, George, he did it to me too. So yeah. that's weird. Yeah, that weird. In, in my defense, you have very nice asses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you, Jeff. Mm-hmm. The uh, so we were at the so Pan this Ants. is like stuff we didn't know about Betsy either, <laughs> right? Right. We're <laughs> gonna know everybody here tonight. Not fair. She can't defend. So we're at the Pans, and we had just got there to the to the place, and I was standing there like just hanging out. And Fabio Santos walks up next to me and standing there next to me. And I was like, oh, hey, what's up, dude? And he starts talking to me and we're talking. And I know who he is, you know, but so we had a good talk. I'm George. Yeah. (laughs) He probably didn't know who I was, but. You probably already know know who I am. I mean, he might. He probably should anyway. But so we had a good talk about whatever. And uh, I was like, ah, whatever. Have a good time, you know. And so I didn't see. And then so a couple days later, Amanda just won silver. um, And. She like had her medal on, and we're walking, and we'd seen Fabio Santos. She's like, "Hey, how's it go? How'd it go?" And she he, she's like, "Oh, I got silver." And he's like, "Oh, let me see that medal." And he's talking about, you know, we're talking about. It. He's like, "Let me touch the medal," you know. He's seen Pan Am medals before, you know, yeah, but he's, he's being did. super. And then Kurt Oceander's next to him, and like we're talking to Kurt, and Kurt's checking out the medal, and like we're all having a great time, and I'm like. This is kind of weird right now, you know? Like, what's going on here? They were hitting, like, they were hitting on your wife, George. You That's think? what was going on. I thought on they right were now. hitting on me. <laughs> <laughs> they asked me for my number. No, um, but I mean, they're it was also, so, but you're not going to, yeah, you're not going to see Larry Bird, you know? And well, he, but they're or, also, these guys are fantastic instructors as well. I mean, yeah. that's the other part of this is that a lot of the people that you talk with aren't just rock star jujitsu dudes. They're also instructors. So they've been kind of put through that mill, you know, of, of what any instructor is going to go through, which mm-hmm. is having to go, okay, all right. Today I'm going to deal with all these people in front of me, and then learning to love it and all that. So, and that's you know. the thing we're we're all there. You know, the reason you know Marcelo Garcia has to coach guys. You know, uh, Mario is going to compete, and he has to coach guys. So, but they don't have to be there. They're there because they love jujitsu, and and so people uh, are there to watch for all the same reason. People compete for different reasons. You know, we all kind of decide to go test ourselves. Jeff, what do you kind of, why do you like, I mean, you, we've talked a lot tonight and you compete at the highest level there is just like, you know, we, we try to hit those big tournaments and we want to test ourselves against the best in the world. Why do you like to do it? That's a great question. And I have, 
I'm going to answer it in two ways. I think when, I think it's different now than when I started. Like when I started at first, I wanted to really challenge myself. And I think it's really important to compete because like, look, when you roll with your friends, I mean, we train hard, right? But like if you get a collar choke on somebody and you grab their hair and they're your friend and you're, you know, you're probably not going to pull their hair or, you know, and or if you're, when or you know you, you roll with people and like me and George have only rolled a couple of times but we, we kind of know each other's games a little bit but it's really different the first time we compete against each other right it's like I have no idea what this cat's going to do as it turns out exactly what I wanted to do <laughs> but, but 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 you know you don't know if he's a judo guy you don't know if he's a wrestler you don't know if he's a guard puller and so I think there's su- a ton of value to know where you're at and evaluate your jujitsu and improve just to be like I have n- I don't know this cat from Adam I don't know if he's going to double leg the shit out of me I don't know if he's going to pull guard on me. And I know that he doesn't really care about my well-being super much. And at so, least for the, at least for the next, next several minutes. Right, exactly, exactly. You know, after we'll get a beer. But like, but like that, I think, is a really awesome test for you, jiu-jitsu. It's a test for you. It's a, really, it's a really cool way to improve. And that was when I started. And now, like, I just really enjoy competing. And I wrote about this on the blog. I had the moment where, like, for a while, I was just like, all right, we're going to try to win. We're going to try to win. We're going to try to win. And I would get nervous. I'd get really nervous, and I'd get the adrenaline dump a lot and that that super sick feeling where you're like oh man i've only been rolling for a minute and i got nothing and i feel like i'm gonna fall to pieces yeah yeah it's just an it's just gnarly and like i remember the moment i wrote about this on the blog when i stopped and i was waiting in the bullpen for the worlds like the second time i did the worlds and i was like nervous and i was like oh man what if i what if i mess up what if i get embarrassed because like this is the world's people that are really good get beat and people that are really good get submitted. And, and it's like, Oh man, I hope this. And then I just kind of looked out and I was like, I do this for fun, man. I enjoy this. Like, where would I rather be rather than training jujitsu? <laughs> and right. and, and, and hanging the, with all these great people. Yeah. Out, right. And like, and like you said, it's the biggest stage in the world. It's like, this is the Mecca of jujitsu. And like, this is what a privilege to even get to be here. You know, right. well that, that whole thing. I mean, if you tie it, we, again, we talked about it before. If you, if you tie the enjoyment of, your sport to whether or not you win or lose you're going into let's say there's 150 people in the tournament you're going into a place where there's going to be mm-hmm. 20 winners and 130 losers and it, you if it's that it is that your whole right. thing right there that's it any tournament format there's if in your division there's one winner and everybody else is a loser mm-hmm. so i mean if, especially if you're if you have to teach kids right what are you going to look at oh, if you don't win you're a loser like yeah. that old idea of just yelling kids into excellence is it only works for a couple of types of kids and it's true you can make a team of those kind of kids i don't think it's different with adults i think it that it it sounds like what you've done was kind of transcended that that didn't make you compete any less no you're still competing just as hard but rather than coming away going if i win i am awesome and if i lose i'm shit it just logically and sorry, um, you know, you, you George gives me shit about being logical all the time, but logically, you're putting yourself Spock in a position where you're here. just gonna fucking yeah. lose he's, over and over and over again. To my captain, Kirk. No, you're wait, wait, just right. gonna be. A I'm like, piece of shit. let's go, let's go take that planet. You know, Riddler, he's like, let me, let me calculate the odds. Yeah, but this. the Riddler's logic is, I need like, you know, I need to, I need some. You know, virgin blood and like a unicorn horn, and then I'll figure out the truth. Like that is, sometimes that, that logic is not always based 
on the most purest principles. It's not, and it's not Descartes logic. I, well, I, do, I, do, I do have a Captain Kirk bobblehead, though, and that's nice. one of my good luck charms. Yeah. yeah. No, no, that's, uh, no, I love competing, too. I mean, I don't commit, uh, compete in jiu-jitsu for a number of reasons, but, but I mean, all of the competitions that I've had in my whole life, same kind of thing. I went through that stage too early on where it's like, if I'm not winning, everything fucking sucks, and yeah. all I need is try harder to win, which is really not how you actually win, right? Which is not to say that some... People have the opposite problem, which is that they're not trying to win. I've never had that problem. I'm competitive as fuck, but some people aren't. So there so, is a place for each of this. So a couple, a couple thoughts, and one, one question for you, Jeff. The, first of all, when we were talking about kids, and I have a strong opinion that we're like way soft on our kids these days. Like the fourth and fifth place medals. I mean, we got to draw a line here. Like not everybody should get a trophy. We need to teach our kids that there is winning and losing in life. But when it comes to jujitsu, because you train, that's a given that you understand that, yeah. right? So stepping on the mat to compete and doing your best is enough. Yeah, there, right? that like, is the participation yes. medal right. in jujitsu. You fucking participated. You did it. <laughs> but I'll tell you the you don't need a medal for that. In in most areas of your life, you look at at. at you look at the result you want, and then you engineer the process, whatever it is, to arrive at that. And so when you look at jiu-jitsu and how you compete, you look at the result and you say, okay, so I want a gold medal. So I need to engineer my process to arrive at that. Yeah. But the problem is that if you do that in such a way that you're saying, okay, well, I got to win seven matches or I got to win however many matches, that you're forgetting about what that introduces into your psyche and the way that you're going to behave physically and mentally that impair you from being able to reach your goal. Whereas if you're, if you come to the conclusion that like the result that I actually want is that I want to be proud of what I've done here today. And I'm going to, and the only, and the only thing that really matters is that I do my best. Yes. I want to win. If I lose, am I going to be upset? That's all definitely true. But, for me, and I think for you too, Jeff, the way that you need to step on the mat, and there's, there's a great, we were talking about Joe Lee, and Joe Lee like, respects the hell out of this guy, Tadashi Takashima, who I got my black belt with. Tadashi like, phrases this up perfectly. Uh, if you go and find his post on, if you, if you guys aren't, all of you, go friend <laughs> Tadashi Takashima on Facebook. I want to see 5,000 He's a black belt in space jujitsu. <laughs> in space jujitsu. And... Uh, which is why Joe Lee probably named his academy Cosmic, Cosmic. Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, right. But uh, Tadashi talked about how he always competed and he wanted to win and, and he didn't. the results weren't there. And oh, it wasn't yeah. until he just said, I love Jiu-Jitsu and I want to compete because like, I want to do it. And all of a sudden, Tadashi is winning everything he touches. And it sounds like your mental approach towards Jiu-Jitsu is kind of similar to that. Like, I'm just happy to be here. I want to compete. And guess what? As a byproduct... That's how I compete at my best. Yeah, I think that's absolutely accurate because I don't think anybody competes well when they're a bundle of nerves, particularly not. You can't sustain excellence like that. And because jujitsu is as much mental as it is physical, maybe more so. And if you're not in the right frame of mind, you're not going to you're not going to excel. And so I try and like recreate uh, the situations, and, you know, and a lot of it's just repetition, right? Where you, you get more comfortable with it. And like, I, I, I'm a lot more, I think I have a lot more healthy attitude toward com- competition now than I did when I was younger. So when I was younger, I was, I, I think it's fair to say psychotically competitive. It was like, you know, I 
hated to lose and I acted badly when I lost and like and and you know I mean and I don't think there's that's all bad right that's a process too where it's like losing should suck you know desire to win is not a bad thing right exactly but but that might be something that was part of your your personality that so that that in this case the uh, jujitsu and competing or whatever Mm -hmm. was secondary to the fact that it already was there but I think the point I'm trying to make is that I think it's super possible to com- to to set these two sort of you know uh, results on different planes. Like one plane is did I win or lose? Okay, yeah. which is cool. And then there's another plane of am I putting myself in a situation where I'm actually working at my highest potential? Yeah, for sure. And then there's like another plane which is. You know, am I? How hard am I trying right now? Right, and when you passenger planes, yes. When you put those things all together into one thing, and any of these can make me into a piece of shit. It's a really tough one. You know, for me, I'm a I'm a lifetime teacher. That's what I do for a living, and it's really hard watching, especially younger people. Pick one from column C and add it to column A and end up, I'm a piece of shit. You're like, you're not a piece of shit. You just went to this fucking thing and you just did all this and you were not the one winner. You were one of those. But that doesn't mean, like Jay was saying, it, you're totally the same as the winner. You're not. You weren't the winner. And like, and, and, but, and yeah, go ahead. Well, I mean, the, then to finish it, the worst thing about this is that it's a sudden death sport and. There's really no good, especially on the, uh, you know, less than the black belt level, there's really no good way of defining what the categories are. So you guys know that there's purple belts that should be fucking brown belts and there's purple belts that should be fucking blue belts, right? And you don't know who you're getting. And And they can be regular blue belts and regular brown belts. Right. Yeah. And, and there do, could no. be a referee that just don't like you. No, that's the thing. And so on top of it, it's not even I one of those that happen. One yeah. of those things like running a marathon yeah, where like everybody has to deal with the same weather and everybody like it's a lot more standardized, right? Yeah. Isn't it? But the maybe the one thing I'd like to throw out because I don't compete in jujitsu. Uh, you know, I competed yeah. with 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 judo for a, a while, a long time, and a lot of the stuff carries over. But one of the things I noticed uh, competing with judo was. Maybe it's because of who I'm at, but I'm going out. I'm looking at the guy and going, I know what you're thinking right now. Like, they think I don't know that they're all like, yo, I'm going to fucking kill this. Or, oh, Jesus, I'm so fucking scared. Everybody knows. You're looking at your opponent. So I know if I'm putting off, oh, geez, uh, I'm so, I just got to fucking win this. Everybody knows. The guy knows. The guy's coach knows. My coach knows. People are watching know. That's not good. That's and not a good thing. You're just your giving it no. up, right? <laughs> I always try so, to put off. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Like Jesse from Save by the Bell. <laughs> but I mean, people right. can tell when you're faking it too. Yeah, no. You know, it's like watching the the guy, the UFC guys, or, or not UFC guys, the MMA guys when they do the stare down. Yeah. You're like half those guys are full of fucking shit. They're like, oh, I'm gonna so tough right now. You're not fucking tough right now. The really scary guys are the guys who have that like dead stare, and you're like. Oh, he really means that. I've already been right. here a thousand times so anyway, before. What do you guys think? I do feel like what you're putting out into that space actually affects not only your own outcome, but your other guy's outcome. Jay, have you ever looked over at the guy and gone, oh, Jesus, I got this one mm-hmm. <laughs> before uh, you even started? I, I'll tell you, uh, when I fought Alex Costa in the, wow, the Pan Ams, um, I looked across and he looked so nervous. He was, before the match, He's the guy that's on the other side. You know, you lined up on either side of the table. 
He's sitting down in the chair, like kind of hunched over, looking down, like looking at his hands, like, you know, kind of like looking up through the tops of his eyelids. And I'm like, oh, my God. Got him. I got him. Little did I know he has like one of the best half guards in the world. (laughs) (laughs) So in your case, but well, so you're kind of pointing that it did make a difference, but in the case... There was also a technique that, that canceled that. I, I just think that trying to evaluate on that level, looking at your opponent and basing things off the way they look... That's pretty tough. You know. Well, yeah, here's the thing, and then this is just my opinion, is that at the end of the day, you could do all the research you want, and you know your opponent walking into them, and you know everything they're going to do, and you, if you get so focused on everything your opponent's going to do, you forget about the things that you got to do. Yeah, I was kind of asking on the other hand, though, like, do you, when you're going out there, are you like, I need to make sure that I'm not showing weakness or I'm not, or I'm not, or do you even care about that? I used, I used to walk out on the mat when they would let you do this, like doing a couple practice shots. Yeah, and then pull and guard. Then I would pull guard. <laughs> There's some video. Yeah, except you wouldn't pull guard, though. Yeah. That's the thing. No, he was. Oh, I would. Oh, he was. See, I big old. So you did. Guard. So you were. So you were putting out a. Uh, uh, you know, you're, you're sort of dropping a an, some information. I, mirrors, would, I would tell you that ninety part of my jujitsu, ninety percent of my jujitsu is smoke and mirrors. It's not actually right. based on technique. It's just trickery. Subterfuge. Hey, look over here. Hey, but I mean that's technique too. Here's the, the thing, strategy, though. Like, right? I mean, everybody can be different and have the. You know, I feel like everybody just like their mindset is different. But I mean, I've always thought, who cares what the other guy is doing or gonna do or nice. whatever? I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. You know, and maybe I have two plans. Like, I I usually go in with a plan. Like. The guy pulls guard. I'm a knee slice. You know, I'm gonna go to side control. You like da, that da, da, da. pass? I've heard. I, you I should learn maybe tonight. a long step or something to go if, with uh, it. No, no, just got one pass. That's it. You shut <laughs> that down. I'm done. Just looking at me like, don't tell him that. If yeah. he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't, I'm gonna go for the single. You know, if we're if we're having a stand up thing, I'm gonna go do my little drop single thing or whatever. You know, but generally, I'm not really. But I think other people do like to watch film and game plan and da da da. da. But to me, that's like too much. Like, well, I mean, now <laughs> you walked right into this. Oh boy, this is pure unadulterated cover to cover Musashi right here. Oh jeez, he's full of shit. <laughs> I've, been, I've been just sitting back with the Musashi the whole time. Full? I have not said a word. You're Musashi's bogus anyway. Dude. All right, yeah, let's not even have this conversation. I think I want to. You did hear not Jeff's, read the Book of Five Rings all the way. Through I want to. I want to. I want to hear Jeff's opinion on this. So I'll let you eloquently describe the three ways of. That you can lose, and you can oh, do your analysis. Got me all. I got all over, fired over all the really want, Are you serious? You want me to? In thirty seconds or less. All right. So uh, first off, these three ways don't come from the book of Five Rings. These are a samurai uh, concept, so it's not Musashi, but he did use them, which okay. are the three ways to lose, which are also three ways to win. Shut the that's, fuck that's up. That's how I. That's how I like to. <laughs> they are three ways to win. You can see. Uh, you can uh, hear and tremble. You can see and crumble, and you can have weak legs, meaning you didn't train enough. Wow. So, so if you can solve those what, problems... What about stalling and winning by advantage? <laughs> what about having a Brazilian you're, you're referee, yeah, right? referee decision? <laughs> exactly. So I love the way it's like my thing. It's not my thing. This Dude, is an old samurai code. Uh, it's, this it's, is your it's, position. So if, you don't, so, if, so if you look at that and you go, I, I am not hearing and trembling, 
I'm not seeing and grumbling, and I train just as hard as this motherfucker. You're going in as confident as you can. George has decided to turn this into the three ways that uh, it's he's going to lose, but well, that's because he's missing the point completely. Dude, I, here's the thing. We're sitting here talking. It's a way we to go win. To the Pan it's a way to give. You're telling me about the three ways to lose. No, I'm like, actually, actually, I'm looking for three ways to win see, here. You see what's yeah, happening, you know what I mean? Jeff? Like, yes. happening? I'm not looking for three you ways to lose. What I was saying was, George, these are the three ways to lose, and they don't apply to you because you've done this it's too i'm late. building your confidence yeah. but you said it you just took the first one and our esteemed our yeah. esteemed guests i think agrees with us that we're focused <laughs> we're, we're not focused on the different ways we can lose well let me ask you this then <laughs> anyone let's throw out the table what can are we, the, what are the actually, three ways to win can we actually get jeff's opinion on <laughs> Sasha's bullshit okay. ideas? go ahead he, he drove a long we bring many a weary from, mile from, dude from durham yeah, yeah. maybe we should north kakalaki i'm gonna drive back to durham tonight uh, but like, but so, I think there's a kernel of I. You know, honestly, I like George's framing. I do think I that it's it. the 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 because I do like to. I think framing things positively really matters. I don't see how this is framing it negatively. That's, well, that's well, so the, to be honest, to be for, straightforward. Well, so it's saying this well, is what you so need to cover. Here's what I mean by fight. framing. Yeah. So when we talk about framing, I do communications work for a living. When we talk about framing, it's that you have the content of the message, like you have the content of an art piece, right? Like you have a painting. Yeah. And the way you frame it is the way you present it. Right. And so the concepts that you that you talked about are the same, whether you're talking about winning or losing. But if you frame it as three ways to lose... Which he it's, did originally. It's a different frame oh, I still than do it is now, right? three ways to win. So you're saying but you like, would reframe it I would and reframe say it. the way to win yeah. is to not hear and crumble and uh, not to hear and crumble and to not see and crumble yeah, and, and there's to like train really hard. Yeah, and and, and and razzle dazzle and, and whatnot. But like, I, I think for me, what I hear when I, when I hear that is yeah. something that I've always believed, which is... All you can really ask of somebody is to be as prepared as they can. And, like, I can't control if the dude across from me is better than me. You know, uh, sometimes they're just better than you, right? right but, like, right. if you've trained your ass off and you know you're not going to get tired and you know that your technique is as good as it can be, that's all you can Well, you're defining anybody. that's the third definition. That's exactly mm -hmm. what it is. Mm -hmm. That's what having weak legs and strong legs mm -hmm. means. Yeah. Is there? Yeah. Anyway, I, I was going to make an off-color joke. Instead, I want to. I want to. You can. Uh, I, I, I will. But like, I want. I, I don't think Dick size is part of it. <laughs> I want yeah. Like, I was more. I was. He says that because he's got Musashi's D in his mouth all the time. <laughs> I was more going to make a threeness. Because I got this, uh, <laughs> D size. Oh, so like so. So here's the thing. Like, we shouldn't forget that one of the things that we, we should we should remember is that we're all in jujitsu for different reasons, and that not everybody. I don't believe everybody has to be a competitor. That doesn't mean that I don't right, think everybody right. should try competing because I do think everybody should try competing. But like, one of the things that I always try and remember is whether you're here for self defense, whether you're here for just enjoyment because you love the art, whether you're here because you enjoy competing, whether you're here, you know, to get in shape or whatever. You should always challenge yourself, and you should always train hard. The reason for that is like if you're ever in a self-defense situation, it's probably not going to be against somebody who trains jujitsu, mm. right? It's probably going to be right. a meathead Dead on. who's a knucklehead. But right. you're not. But that's the thing. You should still train hard, and you should train hard against good people because you're not training to beat people who suck, right? Like if right. you're training to beat people who suck, then what well, 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 <laughs> right. matters? Right. And like, and and that's why the thing is like trying to pass. You know, if I if I'm trying to pass George's guard. That's very different than passing some randos guard, but like by challenging myself and like, oh, this dude's really good, and oh man, I better be on my shit or I'm, so I'm going to get killed. Now, if you if you get jumped by some cat, suddenly it feels easy, and you know, and and so that's why I think competition, or at least challenging oneself, and I mean, I have this other thought about competition too, which is I think just competing and getting that adrenaline dump and getting that, oh god, I don't know this guy, oh god, he's trying to hurt me, he just. It, 
I think that is the most primary self-defense value of anything that we do because most humans don't get that experience. Most humans well, flip out and get claustrophobic. And so, so this kind of went for, far afield, but like my whole deal is I don't think everybody who trains jujitsu has to be an active competitor. I think we get diff- people, different people get different things out of it. Some people just want to get in shape. Some people just want to hang out with cool people and be friends and like have this community, which is also valid. Some people really are concerned with self-defense. I think all of those things are super valuable for you know for your life and like so work hard challenge yourself train your ass off it's it's a killer it's it's a killer attitude and i also think that the you know one of the reasons why i think it's important to compete is you talk about that that adrenaline dump that's one of the things yeah but that's one of the things that prepares (laughs) you 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 mean not seeing and crumbling (laughs) (laughs) i mean see these nuts (laughs) these nuts (laughs) that's what i mean yeah once again, you mean training once yourself again, to not see and crumble, Jay. Is that what you're saying? A, no. Once again, our our guest has put it so eloquently, <laughs> yeah. and you spew bullshit. Well, I've never <laughs> seen these <laughs> bullshit so, spewer. So here's the th- here's the thing. I don't get that raises from, profound questions. Okay. So <laughs> all, all all of you all of you listening to this podcast, think about if you have been in the time the times in your life when you've been in a real fight. I'm sorry. I'm and sorry. there's a moment before the fight starts. Where you know what's going to happen, and there, there's a the chemical that goes off in your mind that that defines kind of what it is that you're going to do at that moment. It's one out of three. It's a thirty-three percent. That's not even a D minus. It's a flat-out fail. All three, all three, uh, you know, apply right now. Okay. No, they don't. No, they don't. Yeah. No, they, they do. don't they because. I don't care who you put across from me. I'm going to feel the same way about how I walk out on the mat. That's Whether because or not, you've already solved the problem. A lot of people would look over and go, "Oh my god." And I think it's one of the jujitsu takes away from you is you don't do that anymore. I don't look. I'm not going to look at some guy and go. Trying to make oh, a greater fuck. point. I'm sorry. And, go ahead. and you still have Musashi's dick in your mouth. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far, but I still do believe in just, the concept. And it's just, not Musashi. Just so, so you get two separate things. Just this listen. Is the samurai just, code, but whatever. See, he's just trying to derail my argument at this point. Really. So, so that feeling that 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 adrenaline dump. That you feel is is very much very much like what happens at jujitsu tournaments, particularly the ones at the highest level, and it's really important, I think, for the base level of why we train to go experience that and get a feel. It, it goes right along. I mean, you asked Takes on this question. You're like, let's talk about sport and real jujitsu, and um, you know, he, he not he didn't specifically nail on this topic, but. It's important that it's one of the things that makes jujitsu special. It's one of those martial arts that is has real martial application. And I'm not shitting on a lot of people that have trained a little a lot of different martial arts, but there is a lack of some of this in some of the, in the some of the ways that these martial artists train when you look at um, Greco-Roman wrestling, when you look at Muay Thai, when you look at boxing, when you look at jujitsu, and when you look at judo, we walk out on the mat every day and we engage. Right, and that's the way that it is. And you go to these tournaments, and there is that adrenaline dump because we're about to engage. It's not like point fighting where, like, I touch your face with my glove and show an element of control, and don't hit you too hard because we don't, you know what I mean. And I get a point, and then you know what I mean. This is, it's it's a war that starts when the clock starts and it ends when the clock ends, or you tap the guy. Right. And so we are fortunate to participate in a sport that prepares us for that, but. And I think that's what competition brings. I think that's why it's important. You don't have to be a lifelong competitor, but know what that feels like. So it will improve your quotient as a martial artist. Yeah, yeah. and then the quality of your life. And like, I don't, I don't want to interrupt, but I have a story no, about like all yours the, go. the proudest I've ever been 
of a teammate at a competition. And I think I can defend this. Like, I've had a lot of teammates do amazing stuff. Like, I've had teammates win the worlds. I've had teammates fight, like, world-class people and put up amazing showings. But, like, so I, I trained with a woman who's a white belt. and She's maybe 120 pounds. And, and you know, and I, I'm not going to name her just because of the, the personal details. But, like, but like you know, and she, she has panic attacks and has, like, this claustrophobic response, which I think a lot of people do, particularly, like, you know, your your day to day life, you don't get grabbed by a large human trying to do you harm, and so this is tough, right? You're getting smothered, and like your breathing is constricted, and so you know, but this is why it's important, right? Like nothing worth doing is easy, <laughs> and and jujitsu damn sure is not easy, right. and so she trained and she trained and and like improved and like you know got better technically, obviously, but also like dealt with this more because as you say, we engage, right? This is not. This is not. We're not playing touch butt with some dude in the park, uh, to, to quote the great Nate Diaz. But, but 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 like you know, we're getting smashed and you're getting smothered, and like gradually you start to embrace the sucker, at least deal with it. And so she's like, you know, I don't think she ever planned on competing, but then she's like, you know, I really want to do a tournament, and I'm like, awesome, let's do this, you know. And she's like, I'm really nervous, and I was like, everybody's nervous <laughs> because right. everybody is nervous, right? Right. And and like that girl went out there. And fought like such a goddamn warrior. And I could not have... And, and like, I'm going to describe just two of the matches. So she goes out there, beats a girl that's been training a lot longer, and it's like, wow, I can do this. And it's like, it's the definition of empowering, right? And like, so she's like, that was really fun. I'm going to do absolute. I'm like, yes, let's do absolute. This 120-pound woman ends up, you know, going up against a lady that's maybe outweighs her by, by 80 pounds. And just like, uh, and not, you know, just a big, big woman. Why do they always like, put the littlest one against the I, biggest one? It, it always happens, right? Oh, you know, it's awesome. Stop complaining. Because it's super awesome. It kills me, dude. Uh, see, I see, you I don't want it to happen, don't, don't get into absolute. See, I actually, I actually love that. I always do absolute because if you win, you look like a boss. And if you right. lose, you look like a boss. Right. <laughs> you know? That's true. Win-win. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's oh. like, oh, you 320-pound guy, you, sh- you yeah. should, you know, man, you did a great job beating up that 120-pound guy. Yeah, man. And good job, buddy. But so she, so here's the thing, and I like, and, and you know, this the lady knows who, she, who I'm talking about. It's like, so she's up against this like girl that probably outweighs her by 80 pounds, and like she loses, you know, on points because you stuff to prevent yourself from getting thrown down by somebody that outweighs you by 80 pounds. But she never f- stopped fighting, and like that nice. girl got on top of her, that girl mounted her, and every to the tell the buzzer. She was escaping mount, was replacing guard, and I was like, this, this is, and if you ever have to defend yourself now, the confidence you get from that, where it's like, that girl was trying to do me harm and bend my joints the wrong way and choke me and yeah. throw me to the ground, and I survived, and that's, I mean, that's the definition of empowerment. Yeah, that is so samurai. Yeah, man. Not shut the fuck up. <laughs> right? And, but, but she also, totally didn't any three. She knocked all three right off and won. No, 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 no. Just here's, no. The, here's the other Just thing no. I think for people she, that like want to get better at jujitsu, if you, you know, to do a competition, you're going to all of a sudden start training a lot harder, probably. You know what I mean? And you're going to train hard because nobody wants to go unprepared like a, the unprepared samurai Riddler. <laughs> Um, I didn't nobody, say anything. Nobody wants I'm just to, sitting here. Nobody wants to tremble at the whatever. Right. They don't right. want to. Like, um, no one's legs want to so crumble. So you want to like, get really true. good at jujitsu fast? Sign up for a competition. Yeah, and, and your and your team and your, hard, team, you know? and your teammates will will also re- no, but they'll respond like oh yeah. You know when you're training, your teammates are going train. with you as hard as you need, and it's a different experience. And right? you're going to learn in the and tournament. You're going to see exactly what you're... And yeah, there's nobody at the table. And you may win, and you yeah. may lose, but 
<clears throat> all those things that you learn through your training and in the tournament, you get to keep forever. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. part of your jujitsu yeah. now. That you get to keep that. And that's not something you get through everyday training. And I'm not yeah, I mean, where else can you get that experience? Yeah. You can't. It's pretty you have to, in you your have regular to. daily life, in and work, job, that kind of thing. Maybe sometimes in sc- when you're younger in school, it might and, you happen. Know, when a white belt competes and loses, because that happens too. It's like, you know, sometimes people, like, I mean, I, I, the experience I described, she felt awesome about it, right? She won some matches, got a medal, lost an absolute, but like put on a boss fight. I mean, you've got to feel great about that. Sometimes sometimes shit goes bad, right? Like, sometimes you go out there, it doesn't go your way, the other guy's better, you have, or you have a bad matchup, or you just kind of don't perform. And, like, what I what I say to all the white belts that do that, that maybe just want to do it one time as a life experience, is I'm like, look, you have just done something that 99.9% of human beings will never do, and you've proven something to yourself, even though you didn't win. And, like, this is not me trying to give a participation medal, but just some credit. Like, it... it it takes heart to put yourself out there, yeah, you man. You just fought a stranger that you know is not a chump. And it right. sucks to lose in front of your friends and putting yourself yeah, at risk really of tough. family it, and everybody it, could could be watching like it's live cast on the internet. Yeah. yeah and, and the and internet like to, makes it worse, and to too, put, and because to put, some put, asshole is going to take a video of it and put it up forever it, for exactly. your grandchildren to what see. What if I get yeah. thrown really bad? What if I get yeah. submitted? It takes courage just to get out there. And yeah. like like I said, you know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily wanting to give participation medals, but like I think everybody that competes deserves credit. And it's like, you know, you might win, definitely. you might lose, but you definitely showed the intestinal fortitude to get out there in, and put yourself on the line. In jiu-jitsu, you're right. You're right because it's such a hard sport to first of all to even learn walk in the door to even walk, the in, walk the in the door, and you know what? And that's uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. That was yeah. my thought is that is that to step on the mat in a competition shows that like all right, I know what can happen to me, but I'm going to try anyway, and I know what might happen, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's the people that stand outside the academy and are afraid to walk through the door, and they keep walking. I'm like, that's what's wrong with the world right there. That's what? what's wrong with the world is that that person is interested and they want to and they're too afraid to walk through the front door. And my mission is to figure out how to get people to just open the door and like to just to overcome the fear for just that 10 seconds and walk through the door and be and say what's all this about? And that's all you can ask for as an opportunity to change someone's life because not to get too gooey here but it does like though. My life revolves around jujitsu. Like the right. concepts I learned in the mat, like uh, like that woman, who was she before she started training? And did she was she empowered like that? Like, you know Certainly what I mean? Certainly not. You know why do we all get so like obsessed with jujitsu, man? Why you know what I mean? Like I we all we're become talking about so it's the right greatest now. thing ever created by humans. No, <laughs> but you're, like, I mean, no, you're, other you're, things people don't get like this. You're talking. I, well, that's not true. There are people that are into CrossFit as much as you're oh, into jujitsu. Yeah, but yeah, 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 but so. the point. But 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 you're. T- you but we're talking about it right now. Armor. We're talking about okay. it right now. Objection, is, leading the witness. <laughs> where you're where you're actually saying. Because I did, you know, I did go out and do this because I did show up and it is because I did show up at, at the academy where that one guy who's like absolutely going to smash me tonight and it's like four in the afternoon and I'm like, great, let's go. Let's do this. I'm not in the mood to get smashed. That's the same. I'm not going to say samurai shit, but it's the same thing happens every day, all the time Can when you're learning. right now on whether or not to kick him yeah. out of the podcast? <laughs> Why don't we go Medieval we'll Nights next? Like, maybe like... like we can record or, this uh, on my iPhone in my car. <laughs> yeah, totally. 
We were going to get... I'd like to point out. Uh, I'd like to point out. I didn't bring up the samurai shit. Can we, that was Jay. Can we get nerf so, things? Where are we gonna, uh, aren't you yeah, going to produce right. some kind of nerf crossbows that we're going to shoot at each other? Yes. So, I already, I, I, I'm working on the campaign. Right. So, yeah. so the, the one thing about jujitsu that I want to... And maybe this is a capstone thought for the whole like crediting people who... Because it is hard to walk in the gym for the first time. It is hard to that's step on the competition That's not a fucking participation trophy. No, that's it's not what it is. That's a real thing. And like what I think about this is... So I just flew out and met Betsy's family in in uh, in Nebraska and her dad was is retired Does he get a participation award for that? <gasps> Gold. Oh, gold. So, he gets a gold. So, oh, yes. you know I love that gold. I'm like the leprechaun. I want uh, me gold. But but so Betsy's dad's a retired colonel in the Marine Corps, and uh, and every and that's a I, tough meaning. Yeah, yeah, dude. And so well, now he's 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 awesome. And we had, and like so I knew I was gonna like him for many reasons. But like so one of the things he has on the wall in his study is the same thing Henzo Gracie has on the right, wall the in his gym. Teddy Roosevelt, exactly yeah. the man in the um, arena, yeah. right? And it's like I can't deal with people that make fun of others who try and fail but never themselves try you know what i mean oh, like dude, the dude right. that's like oh did you see that guy get tapped in that tournament it's like when was the last time that right. you it's <laughs> like it's like it's like if you don't put it, put yourself on the line you don't get to make fun of other people who put themselves on the line and i thought that was an awesome commonality that like you know and, th- and there's a reason it's one of the most famous presidential speeches, right? Because it's true and it's awesome. It's the credit belongs the to the person in the right. arena who's, you know, who... Not who, the critic, Not man. those timid souls yeah. who will know neither victory nor defeat, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, that's a word. That's, for everybody listening, that's worth a Google if you haven't done yeah. it, is Roosevelt's speech. Yeah. And losing sucks. And, you know, right? <laughs> but, it does, yeah. But you're, willing, but you're willing to step up and experience it if that's fate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're, but I think there, I think there are different levels of participation trophy. I think that's really what's going on. There's a difference between a bunch of you know eight year olds all going to a soccer tournament together as a team, and everybody gets. I, mean, I understand, but I think in this situation when you're talking, that's about, not the samurai way, bro. <laughs> yeah, there are no eight year old samurai. Musashi's rolling over. Mushi, Mushi, Mushi's rolling over in his grave. <laughs> they all committed harakiri. They all the eight year old samurai. Right. You know For everybody fun? who's not making, who, who's who's following, it really the book of five rings is the shiz. Mm. It's the fucking shit. And it actually is not what we're talking about here. <laughs> Separate things. These guys are is mixing it, the is two. Is it so, true so, that Musashi had to have special armor drawn up because of his little penis? <laughs> <laughs> you, you really need to read this book, brother. <laughs> so actually, so I, I literally, All I got to say is I, I was thinking about putting just a one big oh, ore man. up in here. Like I have no decoration here, but I was thinking a big mm. ore would be really nice. For you listeners, you realize that that is not an answer. <laughs> that it is actually, if you've read the book of five rings it's an answer uh, so you know what's funny <laughs> you know what's funny about uh, about meeting you know uh your girlfriend's family my uh my father-in-law was you know we're driving up to vermont and where my wife's family is from and we were talking about i was like so you know we had talked about a little bit i'm like so tell me about your dad well, you know, you were doing um, this on the way up to the guy's house. He's he's a. I think we talked about it the day before, actually, if I, if memory serves. Uh, you you know, uh, he's kind of an outdoorsman. He's a hunter, uh, skeet shooting champion of Vermont. I'm like, great, I'm getting fucking shot. Shoot you, <laughs> exactly right. And it'll be on the first shot too. And great skeet shooting. At it's least gonna it, be a shotgun. That's fantastic. It won't hurt. She's like, oh, I grew up. Yes, it will. It's like birdshot. <laughs> That's right. Dude. It is kind of up to his. Too. It's up to him, right? And 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 she's <laughs> like, yeah, I grew up with guns. There's tons of guns, and my brother's a cop. And I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna go so horribly. Were but, you already? You were, but you were already in jujitsu at the time. 
Yeah. Well, okay then. The jujitsu yeah. doesn't not have against a the skeet shooting the, champion. Yeah. yeah, right. It's the, it's yeah. the skeet you know shooting what? defense. But right. like, <laughs> like you, my yeah. my, my all the listeners, all the listeners are making samurai comparisons I, right now. But that's okay. No, they're not. They are. He's totally <laughs> hearing and trembling. They respected. Oh, they respected samurai before this podcast, Seriously. and because of all the bullshit you're talking about, now they're like, ah, I think I'd rather be a ninja. Mm-hmm. And oh jeez, man! Ninjas That's go so out looking harsh. to win, dude. They want to win. So harsh. Yeah, ninjas, ninjas want to win. Samurais are totally. Ninjas want to win at all costs. Do they not? You want to win? You want to win? Be a ninja. Win? So, so I went and, and I get I I meet this guy and of course I'm nervous. But what I realize because I wasn't shaking in my boots. Yeah, you weren't because jujitsu gave it to you. I gave that to you. That you was did. A you threw that up like yeah. a grapefruit. Was that like he's like like when uh, when she said a true outdoorsman? What she was saying is like he has you know he's an avid fly fisherman. You know what I mean? He ties hmm. own flies. He like analyzes the, the the land and the environment and what is spawning and what time of year it is and those kind. Of, that's the kind of guy he was. He wasn't a gun toting maniac. You know what I mean? <laughs> And so it's like it's like everything else we've been talking about. It's the perception of what the environment you think you're walking into, and then your mind takes over and kind of because we're creating everyone's mind is creative by nature. So there's a percentage of it that's real, and then there's a percentage of it that you just concoct in your mind that is completely non-existent. Yeah. And whether you're competing in jujitsu or you're meeting, you know, your girlfriend's father, or or you're going to a job interview, like half of the shit that makes you nervous, it's not real. Walking into it is not real. real. Well, that that brings it around. So you 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 do public speaking, or you at least present within you know companies and all that. And and a lot of times, a lot of shit's on the line as well. Mm -hmm. And it's that's kind of what I'm getting at all the way from the beginning. Where you're going to walk into that situation, and are you nervous? Maybe, yes, no, it depends on the situation, right? But if you're a nervous wreck, that speech is not, you're going to project that during the speech. Definitely. And so that's what I'm really, you know, sort of awkwardly fumbling into, which is what you put into that performance is the performance. I'm, I, I'm going to be a little more mystical than, than you know you were hinting at, Jeff. But for me, coming from performance... It's really rare. You never do that. No, it no. really is the performance. Like, if you're going to go and speak in front of a bunch of people, mm-hmm. you're going to tell them whether or not this sucks or not as you talk to them. Because if, the reason it's not going to suck and tell me I'm wrong, Jay, because you're going to go in there and go, this is going to be the fucking greatest. I'm going to kill this presentation. I know what I'm doing. Right. It's funny because, you know, those of you guys who watch uh, the TV show Archer, right? I mean, that's what the TV show is about is, is to me, is the main characters just going, I can't get shot because I don't get shot and I'm not going to get shot. So he doesn't get shot. Like... The even though it's a it's a he cartoon. Gets shot sometimes. No, I, I thought know. it was about ants. You know how you get ants. Yeah, and I thought it was about Lana. Well, yeah. to be honest, now I've you're just trolling me because you know she's my movie girlfriend. But <laughs> the, the the bottom line is, yeah, you I you do I do believe you make your own reality, and I think we're all saying the same thing in that. I mean, whether it's competing or not, the the result of competing. You walk into a situation like public speaking or like being on a podcast. Hey, maybe I'll make a podcast. Are, are, when you start the podcast, are you thinking, ooh, I really wonder if this podcast is going to suck? No, you just, you know that it is not going to, you already are, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like you because I, you're doing it, it is good. To, yeah. All you got to do is make it to the point where it already was good in time, Whoa! and you're there. Wow. <laughs> 
Am I there? Wow, did I really I, grind that to a halt? I, I don't know, man. I, <laughs> deep. Are we, are we I, there? I just dug that, that surfboard right into the, the Let fucking me ask you wave this. there. If you did not snap your fingers like that, and by the way, it was like... Uh, the gayest two snaps and a twist. And yeah. Two snaps and a twist. If yeah. you did not snap your fingers, would we still be there? Whoa. Or oh, was yeah. it this... Was it like... Did you wiggle your nose? I, I was like always, bewitched I was always gonna snap my fingers. I just had to get to the point where the snap happened. See, I was gonna make a Doctor Who joke, but I wasn't sure. Oh, the yes. TARDIS, yeah, you would have, you would have yeah. pulled me right you know, out of there. You know now what? they're just I, gonna go down the gay thing. And you know, what? I put a TARDIS like so. I designed gear for Toro BJJ, and uh, I designed geese and rash guards and stuff. You and do, I, yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. It was, it's, it's fun. I enjoy it. And, uh, for Toro, which, for what? It's called Toro BJJ. Toro T O R O, like yeah, like the bull. Yeah, yeah. It's based in Durham because Durham is the bull city. Beautiful. What was the one that like? You showed me one, and then I saw another one. I oh, was, like, was oh the, man, that's awesome! <laughs> was the, was it the thank you for not double guard bullying? Yeah, but that, yeah, that was the one you showed me. But then I like went to your website and I saw another one, and it was hilarious. So Might have been like, like the Voltron one or the choke out. I made one that was like a Mike Tyson's punch out rash guard, but it yeah. had a little little nice. little Mac choking somebody. Up, up down down left right left right B A B A select start. Exactly, exactly. I made wow. it. Anyway, I, put it I already respected this man, but it went <laughs> up again. That's important because you actually remembered it. So I put I wow. put it. So this is funny. Like uh, so like wants to fight through the whole game. <laughs> so I've never I've never uh, I've never actually told this story because I'm not, I'm not sure if Boomer's gonna be mad at me. But like Boom, Boomer uh, owns Who's Cage. Boomer? Who's Boomer? He's James Boomer Hogaboom from uh, North Carolina. Oh, it was he, the WWF one. Man. Yes. Oh yeah, no, right. That's that cool. one's dope. So that's like, really good. So the well, the World Wildlife Fund used to be called the WWF. Yes. It's still called the WWF. Yes. They sold. They sued the World Wrestling yes. Federation. Uh, because they had the same acronym, and now the WWF is WWE. Right. Well, so we made a shirt that has a panda hitting another you panda with guys a steel that yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I was on, awesome. the, on the first day I, think, I went into yeah. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I came from Judo for forever, like many, many years. First day I go in, the guy was... Uh, I didn't humble brag or anything. Uh, so the first day I come in, the guy who is, uh, who is uh, leaving, like the, there were two instructors. The instructor leaving was wearing... A shirt like that. Oh, it wow. was just like the two pandas and one's hitting one with the chair, right? Yeah, I think we. That got, was so fucking cool. Yeah, I think we got a cease and desist order from us. Yeah, right. I had no idea you were that guy. Yeah, I I'm love that shirt. Oh, yeah, I'm glad. Cool. I'm glad. And I, you know, I, I put a. I also had a rash guard that I put a TARDIS on. <laughs> which is also a copyright infringement. Sorry, please don't sue me, BBC. <laughs> right. But what was funny is Boomer uh, from Cage Side MMA and Toro BJJ, who owns both companies, he didn't want to let me do it at first. So he was like, no. He's like, what is this? I have no idea what this is. Oh, because he didn't know who Doctor Who was. Right, exactly. And you're and like, so, dude, trust me. I w- exactly. I was like, trust me. Yeah. And and what, what got the rat, and eventually we sold a shit ton and like got a lot of media coverage. But like what happened was Boomer went to Barnes & Noble with his kids and he saw the Doctor Who display with all like the Doctor Who novels and like the Doctor Who action figures and stuff, and he's like, "Wait, people, people watch this." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Just because you don't like it, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so I mean, I'm a little nerdier than Boomer is, which is sort of like saying the sun is a little hotter than uh, the Earth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so every so often, like I made a like this is actually cool too. I hope we're gonna reissue this. I made a I made a Voltron rash guard, which has all the yes. lions that have belt ranks instead of like yeah. their actual colors. So you have like, nice. and now they're redoing. They've redone Voltron for Netflix, and I'm like, we gotta reissue yeah, that time, rash yeah. guard. So. Hey, so I just got like turned on to this new thing through my daughter, um, the cartoon Avatar. Oh, oh my yeah. god! Holy shit, Airbender, dude! Yeah. dude you have to amazing. be careful. Do you know he's following the samurai code? <laughs> oh my god! 
That's not. It's the field. He, he's a water airbender, dude. Duh! Yeah. I know everything right. about it, man. Speaking, no. speaking of Japanese cartoons, Aang is the code. man was, of the yeah. man was on a, top of the man. Great. Like we got upset. Both the man and I, all three of us, are watching that. His, his, his giant pet makes really me good. cry every time. I thought the, you meant that, like the movie Avatar. No, 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 no. I would just, I would just rather watch the cartoon. Dude, the cartoon is really, really, really good. This is not the movie of Avatar: The Last Ember. Airbender, which was shit, which was by that who's the Shimalayan or yeah, M. M. Night, whatever that M. guy. M. Night yeah, exactly. Right, 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 right. <laughs> that that movie was, it, it should never have been made. This series out. is the series phenomenal. Is good. Wait till you hear the old man talking to you over and over again. When he starts talking, you're going to be like, the, God the damn uncle, it, Uncle. Uh, God, yeah, Uncle. That's right. Tell me, he's my favorite man. part. I'm I love saying, that man, the guy died in real life, and they made it work. He's got the, dark in the cartoon. I no, I mean it's crazy because yeah, they had him do his thing. No, it's amazing. anyway. It was really, really good. It's you one guys, of the all, great. All three of you great, listeners yeah. should go check it out. It's on Amazon. <laughs> you three, uh, go together. Have, it's on Amazon far. Prime. Yeah. We are killing it right now. There's my, far more than besides three listeners my mother right and now, right? your wife. Yeah. My, yeah. Anybody else? My wife, your in? wife, and Riddler's dog son. I have a bunch of them, but whatever. <laughs> so, no, we've got, we're, we've, we're, we're, we're over 13 countries now. That was George. Oh, 13. Now, that's not a humble brag. That's a brag. Yeah, we got Boom. 13 yeah. countries. Boom. Boom. Yeah. I can't out imagine what any of you guys are doing listening to us. I want, I want, you. I want I listener it. questions from Darfur. Bring them. Okay, so uh, yes, we're not, I don't think we're in Darfur. At least I don't have stats on that. Uh, so two quick things. First of okay, all, uh, like uh, the one of one of my friends in North Carolina who's a blue belt, he is uh, his nickname is Abraham. The reason for that is not because his name is anything like Abraham, but he his wife is currently pregnant with their fourteenth child. Oh and my so, uh, god! Wait, so, wait, wait, so wait, Abraham, wait. Is yeah. that a real number? Yeah, no, for real. She uh, she may she may have just given birth to the fourteenth child. I'm not sure, but it's, like I can't have... imagine how she holds it in after fourteen. Well, don't they just <laughs> fall out? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff didn't see that coming. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, so, oh. so, uh, but like on the topic of samurais and cartoons, <laughs> have you guys ever seen Samurai Champloo? Wait, yes. Uh, what are we doing? Abraham, what? Are we, yeah, are we off you, Abraham how now? How do you maintain yeah. 14 kids, man? Like, like, how I'm you, thinking like that woman should tribe. not go up like an escalator. The upward motion might like initiate well, like a... Bungee jumping kid. <laughs> what's cra- what's crazy is like, what's crazy is like they are they have such an awesome relationship and like I don't even know where they have time right. Where it's like well, they you have obviously like, you have, like, have an awesome you, relationship. Well, touche, right? touche, right? It's like you guys have a football team with substitutes. Yeah, fourteen <laughs> yeah. plenty of subs. Yeah, yeah right. The whole like, side of yeah, if you got a couple injuries, you got a kicker. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a so let me tell you how hard one kid is. Yeah, I know. I fourteen. I just you have know, a dog. Right? Uh, that's enough. Nah, Thank you, me too. Uh, yeah. I mean, my that, daughter is actually not like any other kids. So, you know, so back to these 14 children. Anyway. I'm yeah. sorry, good. I, I was just going to say, there's there's a saying for people that decide not to have kids and just have a dog. I think they... Uh, what Smart? Is Thinking ahead? Uh, dinks, dual income, no kids. <laughs> yeah. So my wife and I are dildos. We're dual income, large dog owners. <laughs> oh... <laughs> oh. Yeah. You, you guys really cover the gamut on the. That was the second time we dug that. We, dug, we just dug the front yeah, edge right into the snow. On you that should. One. Well, you should see. The and, and look who shows up. The doggy. Oh. Hey, Jack. Hey, Jack. How you doing? Oh man. So 
you were so talking Abraham. Earlier. Well, I, I, so well, you were talking earlier about like people at competitions that you know you want to strangle. <laughs> and we were just at the World Series you of Fighting. You. Big shout out to my, our boy Devin Powell and Coach Jay Mansfield and yeah, Coach Adam Rivera on, and man. Coach Tim Jay. Hagan. Devin um, and the guy, you know what? The guy who fought Devin Powell, super oh, classy, classy guy, act. tough guy, Tommy, Tommy Marcelino. Gunn, Marcelino. Marcelino yeah. But anyway, I'm there watching this thing, and it's not even like a jujitsu tournament. Where at least at a jujitsu tournament, there's a lot of people that have done jujitsu. There are so many people at an MMA show that no, open their mouth. And their fat, slobby mouse <laughs> and are yelling. I know. I, I mean, I'm Kill hearing. Him. No, Fuck he's scared. Him. He's yeah. scared. You motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like, he is, are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. That's he's, what you got. Yeah, he's that's scared. what you got. He's scared. He's scared. That's all you can come up with, you idiot. Well, that's because they've you never been in slut. the arena. Yeah. So I, I was like, I was, so, I was so annoyed yeah. with uh I, to be fair, the, the they, they pay, they're, they're paying money in order no, to do that. No, they are. Yeah. I understand. No, 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 no. Nothing, you you didn't hear what I'm saying. No, they're paying money to do that. I mean, that's why uh, they pay the money. You can pay a lot so of money to act on. like a douchebag. That's exactly <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They're coming in I'm to like, go. Donald Trump is doing it. Yeah, you're, right. you're sitting in this thing, and these guys are in there fighting, and you're yelling at them, telling them they're scared. Like yeah, the people you don't audience, get in that cage because yeah. you're scared. The right. people in the audience think that the fighters are there to entertain them, and I hate to say it, they kind of are. So. so Jeff, how much do you uh, like cover and watch a lot of MMA as well? I assume it's a big part of yeah, kind of your enjoyment of the sport. Yeah, I do, and like we've so uh, we have uh, a fight. Pro- I mean, we have a couple of fight promotions in North Carolina now. We have uh, the Bull City Brawl, which is run by the World Combat Federation. We go to that. Um, our jiu-jitsu gym trains a bunch of fighters. Uh, shout out to Dewano and. One of my one of my best friends, who's definitely who's uh, returning to the cage. Uh, he's you know not everybody like obviously like I said not everybody has to compete in even in jujitsu, let alone in MMA. But you know my instructor Seth Champ uh, creates the space for for dudes to compete in amateur MMA and pro MMA. And so we and there's also there's a new promotion called Next Level Fight Club. Next Level. Yeah, which is and and they put on a couple of great shows uh, in in Raleigh, and so so that's real cool. And it's not on the level of World Series of Fighting, yeah, but, but I mean any of us, right? But but uh, yeah, I love MMA. I love watching it. Like it's it's been really interesting to watch it evolve as a fan, right? From like the early days of Hoist, where there's effectively no rules, right? Like two dudes in a cage, not a time limit. One of y'all is gonna give up or be rendered unconscious. Now, were there any rules? There were a couple. No fish hooks, I think. Oh, was there yeah. fish hooks? There were no fish hooks. Well, so here's the thing: the early rules, there was no fish hooks, no eye gouging, but they wouldn't disqualify you. You would only get a part of your purse fined. So, like, <laughs> yeah. if you fish hooked right, me, actually, but you won, they'd be like, George, yeah. you only get. Two and hands. Some, of them, some of them even had like yellow guard, right? That was pride. Pride, <coughs> pride. Yeah, yeah, which, right, yeah, and which was mostly but, for stalling. <laughs> which was, in the, in the yeah, early the UFCs, pride rules were good. Man, groin shots, pride were okay. As long as you right, because Keith Keith Hackney and Joe Son, he was like. Like belting, yeah, yeah. And, and later it, we we realized that Joe Son really had it coming, um, <laughs> yeah, and like uh, and like the world would have been way better if somebody to just punch Joe Son in the dick over and over <laughs> even before Keith Hackney or, did it, or we had put real use to that cross, yeah, right. <laughs> like that was so weird. Like we watched the yeah we uh, you know, we watched all the first UFCs and it was super weird. But like also like if I can you know talk a little bit. Uh, so yeah, I'm a huge MMA fan and it's really really been fun to watch the origin of it. And so what's kind of interesting is. Like, so MMA now is a sport, and it is a sport for entertainment. And what's kind of interesting to me is to see the evolution of it, uh, because every sport, or the rule set is going to govern <laughs> the way the competitors behave, right? Like, why do I pull guard? I pull guard because it's advantageous to me strategically, right? But, like, in MMA, 
if you knew, okay, I'm hoist and I'm locked in this cage with chemo, you know, I, there are no points. I got to submit chemo to get out of here. You <laughs> I'm know, grabbing hair, right? Exactly. I'm <laughs> ripping his ponytail out, you know, and it's like, whatever, whatever I got to do, I'm doing. And, and I think that's much more of a proxy for a self-defense situation than, like, now it's an athleticism thing, it, right? It, it really I mean, is, right? Because you can get well, you can get stood up. You can, you know, there's rounds. Like if he, if if George takes me down, he has my back. But then the bell rings. Like yeah. oh, I get to start yeah. On that idea again. of starting this. Re- well, we had Nate Ryan on, and he was talking about how it kind of became at this point, you know, almost a a, a, a com- competition of training. You know, almost like a what do you say? Like would you call it a jock competition or a, a competition of athletics? Like who's right. in the better shape? It is, but uh, yeah. but there's and there's. But there's that uh, approach towards how the how the rules work, you know, as well, where you're where, like you said, like you're not as worried. I saw a really cool little uh, a video on why you don't bob and weave in MMA. You know, why why the actual move, head movement is different where the dude was, you know, traditional boxer and he's kind of ducking down low. I don't want to get face. off. The thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, he just gets need. Right. And it's right. like. In boxing, this is exactly how Mayweather handles this, and then backing up. Mm-hmm. But you know, in this situation, it's just not. So I think that's really one of the cool parts is that it really does negate a lot of the problems. Or, or judo, like you can't, you know, don't don't do this. But it's funny. There's you, a reason why it doesn't work. You know, you stated it exactly like Chris Howder did, and, which, and Tim Cartmel said and the same. Tim said, all three of the, you all guys, three yeah. of you guys said the same thing, which was people. We'll figure out how to win within the rule set that's provided in the given sport, and it's absolutely true. It's it's so you know the the idea that that we're all trying to you know arguments against the rule set that like oh well they should change the rules and they should do this but like look we're trying to do the best we can no matter how we set up the rules aside from throwing a bunch of swords and guns into a room and like go. Yeah. You know, there are going to be complaints about the rules because people are going to take advantage. It's like the way that you can get away with grabbing the cage and certain, you know, and get warnings without getting a point deducted. And it really, the fight might have ended had you not grabbed the cage. And it was a, it was a, a fight saver for you, but you do it anyway because you know you're just going to get a warning the first time. Well, there's even rules in, in fucking street fighting. If you watch, you know, World Star or whatever, it's like <laughs> you're going to punch the guy, yeah. punch, punch. Everyone around is like, yeah, hit him, hit him, hit him. The guy could legitimately knock his head on the ground and die, right? The second somebody runs into an arm lock, they're like, everybody runs in and pulls around. Don't break his arm. Or no, you're the like, guy taps a bunch of times. Right. So like, he's not letting me go. It's like, like were you going to let me go? What is it? These rules, no, but there's nothing worse for me than seeing the crowd come in and pull the guy off before, you know, like, oh, no, his arm yeah. right, right. You're like, oh, goodness. Or, so, the, or the notion that grappling is somehow, like, less manly or whatever. Than yeah. Oh, but it's the like, same thing. But how, to, right, Don't right. wrestle him. Get up right. and strike like right. a real man. It's like, how, a man. how long ago, how long ago you, if you were in a street fight, <laughs> if you tried to kick somebody, it would be like, what are you doing? You can't kick. You know? It's like, it's almost right. like we should just stand here with no defense. And go one for Rochambeau it, right, Rochambeau and just it. punch each other in the face. Have back you seen and those? Forth until someone have falls you seen down. those awesome videos of they're usually Russian guys who were both they slap they, fighting. Oh, they just sit at the table and it's like you go, bam, yeah, and I go, it's a, bam, it's a slap fight. Yeah, I've seen those. You see, it's not, a, but it's not even Don a slap fight. It's a, it's a versus, turn-based uh, that, slap oh, fight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah just like exchange and yeah, like just battering each other. John Fry, that's And so this is one of the reasons I love jujitsu. And like, and we talked earlier about how like Hoist, like Hoist, still looks great, you know, and he's in great shape. And he doesn't. And like, that's the things. Like, 
you look at Don Fry, as much as I love him and I really enjoyed those fights, and it's like, man, do you, would you uh, rather be Hoist from 50 to 80 or would you rather be Don Fry from 50 to 80? Here's the thing, man. We were So we ended uh, up in the front row of this of this World Series of Fighting thing, and like we're watching all these. It was oh amazing, God. right? So like we're wa- we watched the main event, and uh, it was like painful for me to watch, man. Yeah. Like these, it was a great fight for sure, and like these guys. But there was no, the, you know, there was one takedown in the whole thing, and these, you know, these heavyweights, um, they were just bludgeoning each other, and it's it was, hard to watch, it was, yeah. it really is hard to watch, man. I was like, you know, it's I was way like, easier quick, to watch it on TV. Quick shout out yeah. to to Josh Cuddly Bear Copeland. Uh, went toe to toe. Yeah, uh, the the entire fight, man. With, I, with, I thought you. I thought he won. I I, I thought, thought you won, won and you fought like a champion. If you're out there listening to this podcast, man. Yeah, you are a warrior. Hell of a, can't hell of wait. A thing. Can't wait for you to heal up and uh, come back and and put on a show the next time. The next time I'm in Denver, I'm coming to train with you. Yeah, but I so I would you know, I can watch jujitsu much. And then I'm sitting there thinking, like, you motherfuckers watching this thing that don't train, you guys are savages. Yeah, right. You guys screaming. Are, are <laughs> that fight was epic. That fight really was. It was like, but, you know, I wouldn't wish that on somebody, you know? Like, man, those guys the next day, you know, saw or both. the next three days. I saw them both the week, next day. Um, like you were saying, jujitsu <laughs> is so much like, like really, yeah. Um, yeah, I, gentler. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it really is. Yeah, I can't. I, 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 you know, you know, I still like, threaten to go to one of these things, but maybe I'm just a different kind of person. But I can't. That's the thing. If it's a normal fight and everything's cool, it's all good. You know, someone gets a little punched in the fucking nose or whatever. But there's always that thing, oh, and at that point, it's just like these yeah. are too big. Yeah, I don't want to. I, I hate bombs. to say it. I mean, I'll I'll turn in your you know my my super guy gun nah, if you dude, want, but I just don't want to see it. At tough. some point, I'm like, you know, they're not getting fucking paid. I understand it's an honor thing, so. Let's draw a line here, you know, where someone's not going to be permanently damaged fucking forever. But at the same time, if they want to do that, go for it. I'm not you telling know, them not to do it. What I'm am just I, saying I'm not sure if I want to watch it. No, I, I, I feel that. And like one of my favorite fighters, like jujitsu and MMA, is Damian Maya. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to bring, oh, I was going to so ask good, yeah. you your opinion about him because I, so I love that guy, man. I mean, I, I love him because he's such a complete fighter. And like, you know, he knows all the Gracie self defense and he's represented jujitsu at the highest level. And I hope all levels like yeah. adcc world champion like this, he can you win know, mma yeah. he's done it he's got to be in the top five grapplers of all time right? easily i mean yeah and and he's like in the gi out of the gi right. with strikes without strikes and what i love about him is, is his attitude he's got the real martial artist attitude where he's like you know i just want to submit the guy i don't want to hurt him mm-hmm. i want him to be able to go back and train and like right. Yeah, and like and like the, we and I, you guys heard about the thing with him and Neil Magny, where after he, he beats up Neil Magny or he, he submits Neil Magny, excellent UFC welterweight was on like a seven fight winning streak. Put on a clinic. Put on yeah, no, just incredible, just incredible performance. Like How to? Yeah, and you know, I mean, his technique level, and I love his DVDs. Though they're they're super awesome. If you you know, especially like for I think blue belts that are really trying to get to the next level, like the, the Demi and my DVDs are amazing, and and like his attitude and, and like Magny. Saw Damian Maya was having a seminar. I was like, "Hey man, you just beat me in the UFC. Can I come to your seminar?" And Damian Maya was like, "Yeah, of course." And I thought that spoke so well of like both guys, right? Yeah. It's the attitude that like we're still both trying to learn and improve. And yeah, we fought each other, and we might fight each other again. Who knows? But like, you know, man, you really showed your technique was at a way higher level than mine. And I would love to learn what you have going on. And I right. thought it was awesome for Magni to sort of show that humility and for for Maya to sort of teach him stuff. 
What a fighter, though, right? Incredible. Like for jujitsu, I mean, it's in you know in a world they throw, where uh, when, who remember the grappler from Iceland or whatever they oh, threw uh, Gunnar in Nelson. Be, <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. they were like, oh, Gunnar, you know, is gonna really. You know, I thought I'm not t- t- not him. saying anything bad about him, you know, but I thought Maya was gonna win that fight. I didn't think Maya was going to dominate right, that fight right. seemingly from, effortlessly. Oh man, and it, Gunnar's no joke, man. Gunnar's a legit. Right? No, I mean, he's a super tough guy. Yeah. Like yeah, it just shows the the level that Damian Maya is on. Yep, I I hope he can he can hold out and stay healthy and keep competing. I you know he should make a run at that championship, man. I'd love to see him get a title shot. Would love how, it. Yeah. How did you first get into jujitsu? This is a good question. It's super random. So I had seen the early UFCs, <laughs> right? And um, so I I so I with so I I'd seen the early UFCs and I wrestled in high school and I always thought I would love to try jujitsu, but my life just took me different places and so I moved to Okinawa and I did Okinawa style karate for a while, which is used to be super badass and now has somewhat devolved into the point fighting thing, which it was unfortunate, but it was really cool to, to train that as sort of a cultural experience. So I come back to Durham and. Uh, you know, moved to Durham, and I was like, you know, it's time for me to start. You know, I've always wanted to try this. And, oh, my gosh, there's a Hoist Gracie Jiu-Jitsu gym here in Durham, North Carolina. And so I just kind of showed up, and I absolutely lucked out because I think it's really important. Like, you guys have a really good vibe at your gym, and it's – but it's important to find a fit, right? Cause if, oh, absolutely. Because you're going you're gonna to spend so much time at your gym, like, if, if this is right, that like, it's like any relationship, it's like got to be the right gym for you. And I got super lucky. The first gym I walked into was the perfect fit for me. And uh, my instructor, Seth, you know, immediately I was like, love this guy's teaching style, love this guy's attitude. He was, and, and, and so um, he teaches jiu-jitsu as a, a really complete martial art. And so at the time, it was, it, it was a lot, you know, it's really been gratifying to see how much jiu-jitsu has grown just in the last six years. Because I and you, you have a much broader perspective on that than I do. But like, you know, there were like eight to ten guys, and it was you know all the same dudes, and everybody came in, and we all we all tried to kill each other every night, right. and and like, and it was great, and I loved it immediately, and uh, and that's how I got how I got started training, and like then from now, like like we've moved schools twice, and Seth is in, you know, my instructor Seth Champ, uh, he, he owns the gym. He's uh, he's in this new place. This this we went from essentially this abandoned strip mall thing, which was mad shady, <laughs> and like a place that you know it's kind of like uh, I mean you would you wouldn't necessarily bring your classy friends there <laughs> you <know? laughs> or your kids. It was or rough to have the kids class, right? Yeah, right and like yeah. we didn't have a kids class, right? And right. Seth had his kids that were there, and but it was like it was like uh, you know there were two other businesses in this in, in the shady strip mall, and one was like a, a bounty hunter who hunts male <laughs> jumpers. Dogs, the, nice. right? No, it's like Huge. <laughs> the mental image is uh, in there. It's burned in. Well, there's a there's a pawn shop next to it, and a, like a gun and a liquor store next to that. It's like a one-stop right. shop, right? Yeah. It's and like, then like darts. Yeah. Right? And, and now like it's been awesome to watch it grow because now we're in this big, beautiful facility that also houses houses this other gym and houses cage side MMA and and like now the mats are full and there's like thirty dudes in a class. So it's like a big gym that has more than one. Well, like it's it's a jujitsu gym, but like so um Boomer Boomer's wife Amy runs a CrossFit business, mm-hmm. and so they have like half of the gym is ours, half of the gym is theirs. So it's, so it's CrossFit and, and Jiu Jitsu, yeah, yeah and uh, and a, a fight 
like a fight pro shop that's like retail fightwear. Oh, okay, so, I see what you mean. Yeah, I didn't yeah. get, I didn't get it. Gotcha. Yeah, right, right. it's and it's and it's gorgeous. I mean, nice. it's like it's uh yeah, and it's like it's, it's they've come a long it's way. It's a standalone kind of thing, or is it part of a larger building? Standalone, yeah, standalone, nice. and it's, it's huge. It's like it's funny because we had like thirty two hundred. I mean, I've, I might get this wrong. We had like 3,200 square feet of mat space before. I think that's what we have, right? Yeah, Is right. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got 32. I mean, <laughs> we got 32. I, I, I could just have made that up. I don't know. I don't know so, from square footage, but like, but like, we could fit. Like, we could we, we could buy an airplane and yeah. then like, well, we can't afford an airplane. All but right, like, but right. you could fit an airplane in the gym. Do I look jealous? I Is it? Feel <laughs> jealous. Yeah. How many how many students are in the jujitsu side? So, would you uh, guess? I would guess about 90 total. 90, yeah. But like, yeah. but the average class is like probably 30 guys. Right. I would say. Wow. Right. So real loyal following people. You know. You yeah, and like good and core. Yeah, it's cool, and it's like. Are you including kids in that? No, no. Like yes. I don't know. I don't know how many kids we have. Like, yeah. uh, but uh, but yeah, we have an, an active. Like seven hundred. Maybe like seven hundred. All of kids. all of Abraham's kids. <laughs> 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 I mean, he's got four. Well, at least twelve of them anyway. Oh, right. It's like the, yeah, the 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 two year old we're waiting for a for another year. But no, it's it's a uh, yeah, it's great. It's been super gratifying. I'm super happy to have lucked into the best possible fit gym for me because I look around at some of the other gyms and it's like, yeah, I could have I could have trained here, and uh, you know, I don't know how that would have worked out. But like mm. the gym I'm at, it's really really awesome. It's got a great vibe. It's it and it's tough if you know if you're in a position where you need to skip around. Like I don't, it's never happened. Like the my original instructor has been my instructor for the last 17 years of my life, so. It's like, awesome. But when you talk to people that have had to move, it doesn't sound awesome. It's like they got to reassimilate and, you know, get to know a bunch of new guys. And God forbid you should be like, you know, in the middle belt somewhere. And any belt except for white belt, actually, to go in yeah. and, and go to another academy and have to kind of reassimilate and make new friends. I mean, it's tough to penetrate if you're not a white belt and a new and a newbie, like you walk in as a blue belt, purple belt, brown belt, black belt into a new academy and you're like, Yeah, I'm trying to make this home. It's tough. Mm, it's tough. And you know, and yeah, and uh, I think that's absolutely right. And so I'm lucky and like I hope to be with my instructor from you know, for for the rest, uh, you know, I hope for the next seventeen years. I don't I don't think you know, when I think once you get to your level, I don't think you know, it would take an act of God to change that. Yeah, right. Absolutely. No, I'd run through a wall for Seth. But Seth, please don't ask me to run through a wall if you're, if you're listening to this. <laughs> if you are listening, it sounds painful. I, I, actually, I have this story about Seth. And like, l- this is this is a story that he's either about how much I trust Seth or how stupid I am. You can check. You you can decide. So we talked about rib injuries earlier, and we both have these like ribs that pop out because the intercostal oh, yeah. muscles once you're damaged. More than two guys. Yeah. I have them too. So yeah, right. No, yeah. it's like a, bu- a bunch of us. So like, so the first only George hasn't actually damn it, George. Done that yeah. kind of George, work. I'm tougher than George, you guys. George, all your friends are doing it. Yeah. You'll, you'll you look just tap really on the stack. Yeah. That's all. It's all good. If you could just really allow cool. a, a little more neon belly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, listen. So, so like I've, I, so I, I've been doing yoga since I was a kid, and so I'm pretty flexible. And like, but especially when I was, you know, younger, I relied on that physical attribute a little too much, and I was a little stupid about it. And so Seth has this incredible stack pass. That's like the double underpass to the to the traditional stack like Mario's pass. type. Exactly. Exactly. And like you know, and it feels like you're being crushed by a truck, but. So I was uh, so I was training, and we were doing this thing we call a chart, which is like uh, you have three guys, and so like I jump into your guard, we go for two minutes, then you jump into somebody to George's guard, you guys go for two minutes, then one, then the other two guys are on the feet, and it's like a fifteen minute fifteen minute deal. So Seth, my instructor, is crushing me, 
as he is wont to do. And he's passing my guard and he's smashing the shit out of me. And I'm like, this is cool. This is cool, man. I can fold myself in half. I do yoga. It's fine. It's fine, right? And so, so he's like, but instead of folding me perfectly in half like a Japanese ham sandwich, mm. I get twisted like a pretzel. Just exactly a little. Exactly what happens. And, yeah. and right. Angle. Yeah. And like, and I don't realize it's a problem until like hear this sick, wet snap. And uh, I'm like, oh, that does uh, not sound <laughs> good. Right? right. And so, so we're going hard because we we're comparing, preparing for a tournament. But everybody immediately is like, oh, shit. And so we run to the freezer. <laughs> got these, got got this bag of frozen raspberries. The, like people is, uh, people like, who don't train have no idea what you just said. Yeah, yeah you went to the freezer to get something frozen to put on it. Exactly, right? Okay, right? right. Exactly. So, I, so all we have in the freezer is these frozen raspberries, and they rush over. Delicious. And like, it totally doesn't work. That, you know? too. Uh, Fucking de- frozen fruit and vegetables does not work. It kind of works. It, uh, I mean, I can't yeah. really tell. I was probably in shock. Yeah. But so, so I put the frozen raspberries on my on, on my on my rib, and I'm like, because because wow. I knew it was wrong uh, and something was really wrong. It's like I tried to sit up uh, and I like you can't sit up. Right, right. exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, what the hell? Yeah. So I, so I roll onto my side. Yeah. And this was one of those where like it didn't start to hurt until like later yeah. after like the adrenaline wore off. But like so it didn't it didn't hurt super bad, but I just couldn't move. And so I eventually get up and I got these frozen did raspberries on my back belly. Into place? Uh, it did I didn't have to push it back oh, okay. into place. It was still kind of floating. That was really yeah. gross actually. Now I are you supposed it. to put it back in place? Yeah, you are, yeah. I, are you? I put the Riddlers back in once. Yeah, oh, he did. You? I gave him a palm strike. That was on the day. Who, on the who, day who, on the who, that's a separate story which we didn't ex- tell. That explains but a that lot was about the why my ribs look I'm like I'm like George, George, hit me right here. He's like, What are you doing? Who told you you had to put it back in place? Did George be like, I gotta put that back in place? I'm a doctor, bro. No, I'm like George, you have to push this back. Right now, so they do that in Lethal Weapon. Yeah, right. His shoulder, his shoulder. Yeah. Lethal Weapon choreographed by Hori and Gracie. Right, Correct. Um, yeah. Triangle choke in there. Yeah, right. It's Ripping. like, and somehow he gives up the triangle. You know, He's like, I'm just gonna choke you. Fucking horrible while. triangle, actually. Know, right? And, totally and, and apropos, on. he was stacked during the triangle. Yeah, no, exactly. So my, so my rib comes out. I'm, That's probably I'm like, why he gave it up. I got the raspberry. I got the raspberries on my rib, <laughs> and so, so I get up and I've got my <laughs> mouthpiece out. My geese like half yeah. off, and eventually people are like, "Hey, dude, are you all right?" And I'm like. And, yeah, and, no, and I'm like, I'm good, I'm good. So, so at the time, I didn't understand Seth's hu- sense of humor the way I do now. Nor did I understand the jujitsu sense of humor. I'm a very sincere and direct and like literal person, and so you irony and sarcasm. Well, you're brother. You're, you're like, direct and literal anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so irony and sarcasm is is a little yeah. little little different for me. And so I didn't know Seth very well at the time. And so Seth's like, Hey Jeff, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm okay. And he's like, well, cool, put your mouthpiece back in. Let's finish this chart. And I put my mouthpiece back in. And I start to tie up my gi, and he's like, I'm kidding. <laughs> Go <laughs> sit like, down. He's like, uh, right, right, I'm like, right. Well, you're done. If, if he says I'm all right. He's the boss. Yeah, right. So yeah. that's the, so like I say, the story is either about how uh, how how loyal I am to Seth or how dumb I am. And uh, we should have this. We should have a segment. I'm going to propose a segment right now, which we how never dumb had. are like, you? No, no, no. Like because pretty much everybody who comes in is actually you know involved in jujitsu, right? So. What, what's your worst injury? Oh God! Wow. Don't you think that's a great segment? That, no, that's like that's a terrific. What's segment. your worst? You can have one in your uncaged cage size contract. <laughs> yeah, what's but every time you injury? do it, you got to pay us royalty. You, no, guys, you guys are giving yeah. away gold. twenty yeah. percent of yeah. zero is zero, buddy. Right. You know what's funny about about jujitsu injuries? I still want to know the answer when he's done. Go ahead. Is oh. that uh, you know when you tell people you do jujitsu? Like, uh, I I had a guy 
coming to look at my water. Like we had some issues with our water at the house. You mean your house water? Right. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't understand. All right. Well, I'm like not surprised by that, but <laughs> your glass of water. So yeah. I had a guy coming to look at this glass of water. His internal so, water. Um, <laughs> I, I can tell you the temperature. Um, so the guy comes to to look at the water, and like we have a friend in common. Uh, you know my my buddy Adam. Like we were you know college roommates. We yeah. played on the lacrosse team together, and um, so this guy shows up, and he's like one of his guys on the. On the uh, like on his job, like that he that he brings along, I was like, yeah, I told him I'd give him a hundred bucks if he'd fight you. And I'm like, um, what? Do do I get fifty? Right. Right. <laughs> and he was like, and and the kid comes over, he's like, ah, no, no, no. I'm like, good, because I'm like halfway through my morning coffee. It's like seven thirty in the morning, and like I don't do well with that. But is the thing we we started talking, he was like, "Oh man, you guys just mean like wrenching elbows and like ripping off like each other's heads and stuff." I'm like, I'm like, no, you know what? Like, I've had this nagging like sprain in my little toe for like, <laughs> and that those are the things that drive me fucking crazy. Like my neck is sore, my shoulders, my back and stuff, but usually it's like. Your my finger, sec- my yeah. second toe on my right foot yeah. has been broken. For like eighteen months, <laughs> and it will never heal because I because you're not going to take time off because <laughs> I'm not going to take time off. So you're like, what hurts the most? I'm like, ah, the neck thing. Like I can kind of stretch out and roll on a like lacrosse ball and mobilize, sit in the steam room. But my second toe really hurts, <laughs> and it's like t- tape it to these your guys think that like they expect this like really tough response, and I'm like, no. I'm like it's my finger. my little piggy. It's my piggy. <laughs> my little piggy hurts. My piggy hurts. Yeah. So Jeff, so, so my worst injury is like other than the ribs. So I've I've broken my ribs three times, and Jeez. those all suck. Yeah, right, like rib injuries. That sounds are like the bad. one. Yeah. But but the probably the worst and also my dumbest injury. And George got to see uh, sort of the the fallout of this. Oh yeah, is, is my knee. So my knee locks up, and it's weird. I, I, I told you that it was the meniscus because that was just shorthand. As it turns out, it's not a meniscus problem. At least that's not what they say. So like, so pretty much, and this is a stupid injury because like you should have a good story. You should have a my instructor folded me up and my rib popped out. Uh, but this isn't. It, it it was super. It was a motion I've done ten thousand times. It was like I was under this. Uh, I was under side control um, from one of our purple belts who's a brown belt now, super beast, college wrestler, like really great dude. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to bridge and shrimp and get my guard back. And I'd been training too hard. So I'd trained like three times a day before, and I'm old. And I'd trained that morning. And my body was just like, nope. And so I bridge into him, and my knee just goes. And I'm like, that's not good a sound. good sound. Not a yeah. sound. <laughs> yeah. And like, and, and, and the guy, Dave, who is rolling with me, is actually a physical therapist. And so he's like, okay, just stay right there. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> right. Like, he heard the sound. Right. Yeah. And it's dumb. It's like, I didn't get heel hooked. I didn't like, I didn't get sprawled on. I didn't like any of the stuff that. <laughs> Nobody jumped guard and you fell halfway no, back. No, right. And, I didn't and fold and my knee up. Right. No, it's like, right. I shrimped. Ah, oh, shit. That's dumb. Right. But like, <laughs> why would I do that? <laughs> right. Well, what's going on? Shrimping's dangerous. Fucking shrimping, yeah. man. We do make a shirt that says shrimping ain't easy. Yeah. Shrimp, uh, but but so so I so I go to the It'll kill you. And so this is actually so this is how I'll end the story. Is like so so I go to the doctor and they they give me they give me an MRI because everybody thought I'd torn my meniscus at the very least. As it turned out, I, like I I'd sprained my MCL. 
they're like, yeah, your meniscus looks fine. I'm like, but my knee locks up. Well, the MCL's kind of worse than the meniscus. So. Yeah, like, kind <laughs> yeah, of like a classic like, yeah. meniscus. Exactly. Yeah. And, and this, yeah. is why, this is why everybody thought it was a meniscus, because my knee locks up and I have to kick it straight. And uh, and and it goes in and it's really gross because my knee moves and it looks like it's unlocking. Yeah, it's yeah. like a rapper but, thing to say because <laughs> I gotta kick it straight. I gotta yeah. kick it straight. I gotta <laughs> kick it straight, hot. homie. Yeah, right. No, yeah, you I, should say that again, Jeff, because it totally sounds like rapping. Yeah, right. oh, no, I'm not, you know I spit hot fire. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're supposed to spit fire. I spit, Word. Yeah, not I'm like fire. I'm like Daenerys Tar- Targaryen's dragons. Spit yes, hot you fire. You do. But, wow. But, but so wow. I, so I, so I got so here's the thing. Here's how nerdy I am. So I go to the doctor. They give me an MRI. And they're like, your knee is fine, um, but you know you, you probably just loosen some stuff up. And I'm like, and they're like, but we took all these like 200 pictures of your the inside of your knee. And I was like, can I have them? <laughs> and they're like, well, you know, we don't yes. usually. And I was like, yes, the answer yes. is yes. I, so I, I paid you for these. Yeah. Give me precisely. The I was paper. like, I made an absurd amount of money. So I made a bunch of weird art with these <laughs> things. And my Halloween costume that year was actually I printed all the things out from all my various injuries, and I just hung them on myself nice. like a skeleton. And so I still have those. And and those are those are that's my, that's probably my worst injury. Actually, my worst injury is I really have to pee right now. <laughs> nice. So you are a podcaster, and you know that that's going to happen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You totally sure. can. Uh, just real quick, uh, my worst injury was when we were practicing on uh, Christmas Eve, like five years ago, practicing Uchimanas Oof. at Mass BJJ in Acton, Massachusetts, in Luis Pesquera. Yes. Uh, Macarena. Macarena viciously threw a vicious, I, I think it might have been a sweep to the leg while I was trying to just practice my, my yeah. very, you know, my He's very. dirty. Yeah, a very dirty move and tore my ACL and subjected me to months and months of What do you mean discomfort. a sweep to the leg? Like a karate kid sweep to the leg? Yes. Were you standing? Like Johnny. Like yeah. I, I think there might have been it might have been an Nancy Kerrigan situation where he like hit me with a club or something. I've seen him carrying one when we were Yeah, I think like he might have hit me he with some so kind li- of South American who's, club. Who's the person that hit Nancy Kerrigan? Uh, Tanya, Tanya Harding. Harding. He looks a little like Tanya Harding. He does. Yeah. He looks. Li- he looks like a like a South American Tanya Harding. Yeah. I wonder if that's. I wonder if he did it on purpose. I don't think he did it on. purpose. Could it be the same person? I've never seen Tanya Harding and Luis Pasquera in the room at the same time. <laughs> you make a really good point. Thank they could you. be brother and sister. Thank I mean, you. no, they could know. be the same person. You think they're the same? Maybe. Maybe he was. Maybe he had that wig on for the for the Tanya Harding. They could thing. be brother and sister, and doing it. <laughs> that would be. That would be very risque. <laughs> yeah. Wow, George, your eyes kind of lit up just well, a little bit there. I, you know, I mean, I hadn't thought of it until that moment, until <laughs> Jay planted the seed in my mind. George, your worst training injury. Um, man, I've been hurt skiing. Been hurt. Wait, do you want to? Uh, that's the, what, is, what are the rules of the question? You want to just jujitsu? Oh, just jujitsu. I don't know, man. You've never really been hurt. No. I mean, I don't, my back is constantly hurt. Like, I got a hip problem that won't go away. Um, yeah, oh, look at that. <laughs> right? God, I love this guy. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I got some head trauma from jujitsu. Uh, that's not from... <laughs> I don't really have... I mean, I'm sure I have some, but... My hip, man. My hip just will not... My hip and back will not get better. Is that a fact, Old Man River? Yeah, dude. I got need a <laughs> hip replacement. Yeah. It kind of sucks. Pretty soon they'll be able to just download our consciousness into the singularity. We'll all be like have robot bodies. And they've stuff. already yeah. done. They've already done. Nice, that, yeah. and we can do we can do battle without risk of uh, 
Yeah, Jeff, we, they've they've already done that. This is. I mean, this is just a. So. Uh, like, isn't this just a uh, gotta, simulation? You just got a computer simulation th- that we're is, living in. This is the simulation. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's wow, a pretty. We're in it. I think the more realistic the one is ro- it's Robot Wars. Ro- oh, ro- so Robot Jocks was my favorite movie in college. You know, ro- with the uh, with the um, oh yeah, where they fight for uh, they fight for Alaska. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's it's so the the plot is that uh and I I I think this is a, a a great note to end on because it's a metaphor for jujitsu. Well, it's not really. But uh, so so in the future war has become obsolete because nuclear war has ruined most of the arable land and so now governments settle shit by all, having, all by the having 80s, all the movies in the 80s were about that. But pretty, keep going. Pretty right. much, but but not but how many of them had like giant the robots, warrior. right? How many of them had giant robots? The Road Warrior, no giant point, robots. Point. So, so basically it's like you have, so you settle territorial disputes like, well, the U.S. and the Russians, we, we fight over Alaska. So we're going to put one guy in a giant robot and fight this Russian guy in a giant robot. It's, and a, really, winner, it's, a, it's a really good premise. Alaska. Yeah. It's like, it's this, a great premise. This is the plot that, that, yeah, this is the plot to end all plots. Regretfully, uh, robot grappling never happened in the 80s. So. I know. it's unf- Although that movie, uh, Pacific Rim, had an omoplata, a what robot omoplata. Yeah. That movie is right. awesome. That's so right. awesome, right? So yeah. uh, giant robots fighting underwater with with uh, with demons and, or whatever the, those, those uh, kaiju are. Yeah, there's, there's right. no reason to characterize them as anything other than kaiju. Why? Yeah, no Nihongo got choto. And there you I'm go. Out I, only, I only know a scoji. Johnny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, right, so. No, you got me. Yeah. Chigao. I can, uh, what, what are we talking say, about here? Sasei Tsuri's Komiyashi. Are we going I can, for food? Are we ordering? Are we on? Like, right. Okage Samade Genki Days? Hey! Ohayo gozaimasu! Konnichiwa! All right, dudes. Well, let, the, the, the operative Japanese phrase that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to leave you all with because We've got to hit the road. It's yeah. Oyasuminasai, we- which means both good night and goodbye, depending. Yasumi but like Oyasuminasai. So, uh, real quick, if you yeah. could, um, yeah, give us your stuff so that people can find you. Yeah, your your yeah. academy, your uh, your podcast. Uh, you yeah. know, where where can people find you? Right, oh. and and speak very clearly because I'm going to have to remember all this stuff. Speak into the I microphone. The <laughs> speak. <laughs> so I'm first joking, of all, I want to thank you guys for having me on. Yeah. This was super fun. And I had a blast training with you guys. Have and had an even better time uh, 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 talking on the podcast because George didn't beat me up on the podcast. Jeez, oh, come but, on! Uh, yeah, no. But uh, but like so, yeah. My name is Jeff Shaw. I train at Triangle Jiu Jitsu in Durham, North Carolina. The website is trianglejjdurham.com. Uh, have, the podcast is the Cage Side Concussion Cast. You can check it out on SoundCloud. Cage Side Concussion Cast on SoundCloud. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Cage Side WHUP. Cage Side Whoop. You can email us at Cage Side WHUP at gmail.com or we're on Facebook. Our Facebook page is Cage Side Radio. And it's always awesome to podcast with you guys. Well, also, you have a blog, right? Yeah. I do have a blog. It's dirtywhitebelt.wordpress.com. Uh, the idea is... Did you just f- say dirty white belt? <laughs> dirty white belt. No, he did. <laughs> it's dirty white belt. Yeah. White belt. White white belt. White 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 the idea is uh, I am spiritually a white belt and I'm dirty. 
So, but I hope the Tortuga soap Dirty is gonna bird. take yeah. care of that. Yeah, it's gonna it's help gonna, you. It's oh, gonna help me out, so man. I saw, I saw that. I'm really excited. It's gonna about get the, your chakras in order. Yeah, it's got my, my chakras. Let's not overstate chakras. the soap. Dude, overstate the soap. Let's not understate what life transformations can happen. Man, my chakras been jammed for weeks. I'm having yeah. trouble breathing on my third eyelid. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I have so, a um, I have a bamboo <laughs> or stuck up my Ganges. Hopefully, we'll figure out a way to. We'll figure out a way to go to North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Let's go but to North it's Carolina. Better, it's on. better than the samurai sword. Come so. on down anytime. We got samurais in North Carolina. We got ninjas. We really do nice. have ninjas. It's hilarious. Ninjas will beat the samurais. <laughs> we They're a lot cooler. Anyway. They got yeah, a lot never, better attitudes. Never. So, oh, Jeff, never. thank thank yeah. you thank you for being here. This awesome. was a blast. Honored to have you on the mat. Pumped that uh, when you're in Boston, you're training with Roberto. That is super cool. Um couldn't be happier that you're going to be around. This won't be the first or last time we train together or that we talk on this podcast. So thanks a blast for sitting down with us for a few minutes. And uh, that's all we got. What was the Japanese word of the day again? Oh, Yasumi Nasai. Arigatou gozaimasu. <laughs>